Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dancing with Death. Ryan, how are you doing today on this wonderful Wednesday morning? Doing well. Don't let the sunshine deceive deceive you. It's uh, cold outside. Yeah. Well below freezing. Probably not as cold as you. <laughs> yeah. What is it out there in Seattle? Uh, the 30s. Oof. Didn't, yeah. didn't quite freeze last night. Yeah. Oh, my car is looking frosty. Mm. Well, mm. uh... As you can see, we have no recap this week. That's because we've been going two to six weeks between sessions, and our recap people are... Here we are, two to six days from our last session. I know, and Pixie uh, Mixie and Ashfires haven't had an opportunity to sort things out yet, so we apologize to them for rushing this. But here we are. We're last we left our party. You were about to pick up some dwarves, head back across the Brackish Fen, deliver them to your home, have them, you know, scope it out, see if they like it. And if they liked it, they were going to bring over a couple of families. And uh, we had penciled in some mining rights and some material rights and some wealth rights. And mm, we had made of... a verbal agreement to negotiate such things when we get back. Yeah. We'll probably there were some... leave this to the uh, Mistress of Coin. Mm-hmm. But there were sort some the expectations laid out. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. As um, uh, one should do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what do you got? sounds good. Let's, uh, we've actually got a party. Mm-hmm. Vaughn and some dwarves. Um, how many dwarves are going to come on this initial uh, expedition? I do believe it was the man How long will to. it take to uh, get the party organized? Um, they will probably want maybe a, a week or so because they'll be gone for months Neil, at a time. your old man ears deceive you. Fake can hear the furnace. Neil told me it wasn't a big deal. You can and barely hear it. It's not that as well. big of a deal. Oh, God. The sound checks are for not. I'm going to go turn the heat off so that, uh... Okay. Yeah. Do your dwarf math. And, uh... Yeah, I'll be right okay. back. It's just like whoop de doop. Devon and dwarves, D and D. That's where we are. I don't know what sort of dwarf math I'm supposed to be doing. Does anyone even remember the names of the people from last week? What's this dwarf's name? And we're back. All right, is my is my mic peaking as well? I can just see the little zoom bar going up to the no, top. No, it's all good. You're still in the yellows. You're not in the red. Turn gain down. No, nope, we're good. You're fine. Okay. Yep. All right, that furnace will turn off in a second. But I got the door shut. Can't uh, even hear it anymore. I might need some fuzzy socks if I get cold, but... Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so you're with Sason, and he's going to bring just his family over, the uh, wife and kids, and the... Uh, brother-in-law who lives with them mm -hmm. so we're looking at three kids three adults so six dwarves and a divan and uh they're gonna need like a week to get their shit together and i've been invited to stay here in the interim yeah they're gonna need you to kind of show them how to get across the brackish fen because dwarves yeah, on I'm the road would just get stuck yeah, I think we will walk and like I and we may actually spend several weeks trying to build a crude path through the brackish fen. Mm. If these dwarves have such construction skills. Uh, do you let them know that that might be something they would need to do? Because that will change I've, the gear they bring I've, with them. I believe I mentioned that last time. Okay. I mean, I said we have to cross the brackish fen. 
Um, I mean, it's one thing to cross the Brackish Fen. It's another thing to come prepared to build a makeshift bridge, right? That means bringing axes and shovels. So I think we should. Yeah. Okay. I, th I thought, I don't remember if I was talking in character or out of character when I discussed this. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you tell a dwarf you need to cross a swamp, they're not going to get their feet wet, right? They're going to. They're going to bring a, <laughs> bring an axe and build a bridge across the swamp, right? I mean, maybe. I don't think all dwarves build bridges across all bodies of water. It's not like they come across a, a creek and they're like, hold on, we must bridge it. I think if you're talking about a couple mile long, no, not like a what, 15 mile long swamp, they're probably not intending to build More a bridge. It's like 30 miles, but I think, but it's not like the whole thing is swamp, right? Some Much of it is walkable. Mm -hmm. Some of it is just a matter of putting some uh, stepping stones down. Mm -hmm. And then there may be a few spots where it's easier to fell a log mm -hmm. or something. Although all the logs are on the other side. Yeah, there are the occasional tree in here. Oh. The occasional, like, um, they call the ones with the roots in the water mangroves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, okay. Well, we want to so make a we'll, crude path? Uh, we can make a, we can see if the dwarves can make a crude path. It'll I mean, increase your travel time. Across. What's that? It'll increase your travel time, but it'll also increase no, your safety. The, the, the thought was to decrease travel time or increase safety. I guess we'll see. Uh, Bond yeah. doesn't care. He'll just arcane blast his uh, path through the swamp. But, mm -hmm. um, Make it a little deep for the dwarves. dwarves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got a week. Uh, Devon will uh, enjoy soaking in the uh, dwarf culture. I'll probably take a quick walk with the goats down the hills to the edge of the edge of the plains to uh, keep them grassed, fed, mm -hmm. watered. It looks like a river comes out of here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, the yep, so the goats will head down. You can keep them watered. The dwarves will caution you to beware that there are the occasional monsters in the hills and in the plains. Um, giants lurk these areas too, hmm. but um, you know the dwarves don't ever have any problems with them because they stay underground and they are quite adept at fighting giants. Um, dwarven strategy, tactics, understanding of how to work with giants, and just a exploitation of sizes works very well. Yeah. Well, um, at some point during this week, I wonder if I can like legend lore anything about the dwarves, or maybe a dwarven, a legendary dwarven smith. Can you use legend lore to be like, who's the great just dwarven smith, or like legend lore about the Sison? Mm. he's kind of just the first dwarf i found mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm hoping he's a master craftsman but he might just be a random dwarf who's like oh yeah i'll come with you and forge your metals yeah it's unlikely he's a master craftsman he's probably no. like craftsman you know mm -hmm. like you pick him up at home depot craftsman you know not quite like black and decker but we'll get there that's some tool jokes for those of you that follow your tool makers well, I have Sison at hand, so I could do a legend lore on him. 
only rumors are known, the casting time is 2D6 weeks. So, like, trying to, like, divine out the great... Although, I think we nixed the casting time on the item mm-hmm. version of Legend Lore. You kind of mm-hmm. just either know it instantly or you don't. Yes, that's why you're wearing this uh, great artifact upon your head. Um, what was it called again? The... Serona. Serona. My Serona. Uh, do, do, do. Doing the casting. Cannot do any of these things. Okay, so Still. the example they give is casting it on an unidentified magic sword. Mm-hmm. So it's... In that case, it is at hand, but they know nothing about it. So it's not like you need to know the name of something. So hypothetically, I could do something like the Master Dwarven Smith. That probably would have been better to do from the beginning and seek him out, but... But I don't think you can just be like, show me to the greatest thing. I think you need something... If there's a... I think if there were a legendary Smith in these hills, it would point it out. But I've already made some sort of accord with this Sison. If the person or thing is at hand, or if the wizard is in the place in question, the likelihood of the question of the spell producing results is far greater. If only detailed information is known, casting time is in days, if only rumors are known. Okay, so in theory you could be like, I still think you need something to... I haven't heard to... a rumor. I would need to, like, have heard a rumor of a Master Dwarven Smith somewhere in these mountains or something. Yeah, I think it's more like, give me information on this thing I know about, rather than, I wish to know about a thing, tell me about this concept, yeah. right? I think you need a, a proper noun in place. Yeah. Um, in any case, I would like to see if there's any legends about Sison, or if he's just a basic-ass dwarf without any legends. Mm, right. Well, that is doable. Do you have any behind-the-scenes mechanics for this item? Like, is there some sort of chance that you can roll or anything? No. No. Okay. I wing it every time. Nice. You forget that this item exists every time, is what you mean. Yes. 100%. I've actually... I mean, it would probably break many campaigns but it's been kind of nice for this like early world to be able to just be like yeah dude spat out some lore let's uh let's figure a thing out mm-hmm. well you're a trustworthy enough player that i can hand you something like this and it just won't ruin the world you know if so. anything it's helping us to flesh it out mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. letting us skip over research time that you might not enjoy playing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. agreed so, do you want to ask about Saison? Jot down notes so I won't forget. Messages. Once this was the sword of he who waits till Albion's time of greatest peril, when unto his hand it shall fly again. Fair was it the hand that gave me, and fair was the hand that reclaimed me. My God. So okay. I think if he's just a, just a, what would you, just a humble dwarf, it may not return anything. But if there are any legends about Sason or. 
yeah, mm-hmm. anything of that sort, I think it would reveal them. Right. Okay. Uh, the Serona will kick back to you. Check just to see his skill level of things. Um, can't find a cryptic or fun way of putting this. <laughs> Maybe something witty about even uh what's the word for like an everyman? Uh layman. Layman, yeah. Even a lay dwarf has a skilled craftsman. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> so I think the result gets kicked back like um, yeah, you know, uh, once or he's he was not a legend a... yet. <laughs> oh no, I don't think we're doing Make him future a legend. telling. Um, this man, the legend around this man is that he's a good husband and <laughs> he kind of, <laughs> he, uh, he takes care of his clan mm-hmm. and, uh, that's about it. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not renowned for his smithing or his craftsmanship. It could have been like a legend about the average dwarf, right? Like if he's the average dwarf, it could be like dwarves hatch from eggs no, or like right, right yeah i was thinking something like the right even even a lay dwarf is a, but anyways it's a good husband just good well, husband glad I'm, good, glad I'm a good husband to uh but maybe you know when one group of dwarves come comes maybe more will come mm-hmm. what i think i can do in this time is use locate landmark And all this said, I don't know if Devon is in a position to convince the greatest dwarven smith to relocate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I will, if I've got a week, I may cruise around the hills and see if I can use Locate Landmark to locate um, the Great, a Great Forge, the Great Forge. Do I need to know? Let's see. It's just... mm. Maybe I'll need to ask... Well, the, the example they give, I guess this might be your spell, but Bobo is looking for the secret burial ground of elves. I feel like the great dwarven forge, or the greatest dwarven forge, may be a suitable question. Yes. Right. So it'd be like pulling all the dwarves in the area. Where's the Where's the best forge? It's got to be a stationary landmark. I can't seek out the best smith, but I can right. seek out like a legendary forge in these hills. Or yes. I mean, maybe it'll be maybe it'll point me like thousand miles east of here, <laughs> or something. But. Only if they know of the Great Forge, thousand miles east from here. To them, the Great yeah. Forge is probably what is closest to them. Or maybe it'll maybe every dwarf thinks their own forge is the greatest <laughs> forge. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. Right? They have a sense of history and uh, tradition. Hmm. So I will spend this week uh, wandering the hills. Uh, absorbing dwarven culture through osmosis. Excellent. You will learn that about 70 miles away so- to the south, there is an island upon which a lone reclusive dwarf has made Ooh. his lair. <clears throat> Sorry, carry on. Should I not have said that? 
No, I was noting that the uh, character sheet still isn't fixed. Oh, I actually tried to fix them today, but every time I tried to upload the new one, uh, Roll20 kicked back at... There was an error. Okay. So... Well, anyways. Um, so I was nailing an intelligence check to, like, triangulate this location. So I think, like, I walk a little ways around the hills and I'm able to, like, get the, like, 70 miles... You said south of here? Yeah, it's south of here. Okay, so somewhere around there. Um, Is that correct? South by south, south by south by south east. Yeah, so we're about where I'm west. pointing. Sorry, south by south by southwest. Okay, somewhere out here. Yeah, something like that. Not, not the Medusa's Isle. Oh no, not the Medusa's Isle. That is an island in that general direction, but what are the chances they're the same place? That she turned him to stone. <laughs> oh, that would be terrifying. <clears throat> Not terrifying, unfortunate, but... Well, terrifying actually. for the last moments of the dwarf's life, but yeah. Yeah, I could turn him back to stone. Sorry for interrupting your uh, monologue, but... Uh, oh, it's okay. Railing the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, seventy about 70 miles to the south, there is a, a forge of great renown amongst the dwarves. Um, it is located on an island, so you have to be able to get there by boat, which is kind of what helps make this a, a legend amongst the dwarven community because they're pretty you know they're homebodies they're not big fans of traveling over open water to strange places um but this guy's made his home on a remote island where he can focus on his work to the exclusion of all other things and all other people uh and the few items that this smith makes that gets sent out are um how would you say always of amazing quality and then there's just so little of it because he's so remote and so reclusive that's what i got for you sounds like a good quest for the near future Mm -hmm. and if i rescue the store from a medusa then uh will uh be my loyal servant right Uh uh-huh maybe Maybe. Um, so that seems like a good future quest. I think for now, getting some dwarven craftsmanship in town will, will be good. Can you remind me what Sison specializes in? Was he the tin? Yes. Smith? Yes, or was they work just... with okay. tin. So we're about to them... invent bronze. Is that your plan here? No, I think bronze is already around, but they just have great access to tin in the nearby okay. hills. So uh, they work with it. Tinsmith? I thought there was another term for tinsmith. Whitesmith. There we go. He is a whitesmith. Uh, and we're about to bring him to the land of copper. Mm-hmm. The Red Hills. Yes. Um, one of the things that you'll learn about this guy is that tinsmiths usually work with cold metal rather than blacksmiths who work with hot metals. Uh, they will tend to shape the metals at much much lower temperatures and they're also not like not making like a a plow out of tin right they're making smaller more delicate things usually not necessarily like entirely delicate but heifer who's a great blacksmith Mm -hmm. and perhaps he has some sons that may wish to apprentice with heifer 
Although maybe he would be offended at apprenticing with a human. I yeah, guess we'll see that's how probably below go. them. They're not, you know, dwarves, right? Anyway. Well, and there was something about uh, stonemasons. Was he talking just of his neighbors, or does his own family dabble in masonry? The maybe family will dabble, lot. right? So they've got, like, their whole little clan right here in this village, and... Mm-hmm. They, he will do the tin working, but one of his cousins or something, one of the other clan mates, will do the stone work, and another clan mate down the road will do, um, rather than like shaping stone, will be the expert at um, pulling out stone from the earth, the expert miner. Mm-hmm. They kind of um, divide labor among different family sections. All right. Um, can I move a few hexes around mm-hmm. to... Yeah. Uh, over the course of this week, please. Um, so I'll like I'll probably just like go out, come back, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Go out, come back. You can roll to see if I like get murdered over the course of this time. Uh, how many times were you going out and back? I think this is like to correspond to like the daily wanderings. So I okay. take long walks through the day. I always come back to their house. But I'm, you know, doing these locate objects to triangulate the island. So I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. wa- walking five miles out of, right, out of five miles away, doing my divining. Yeah. Walking on the... back, exploring the hills, seeing if I've bought any other on the um, dwarven compounds. Fifth day, you will mm-hmm. spot not a dwarven compound, but a group of dwarves who mm-hmm. are pulling some carts behind them. Uh, maybe about eight dwarves. They, mm-hmm. At least four of them are covered in some sort of metallic clothing or armor. Mm-hmm. And the other four are specifically working on moving and hauling this cart around with them. And they where are pushing their way through the hills to the west is of where you this are. Is this hex or is this... Yeah, is, it was... In this hex? Yeah, yeah, it was out over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which direction are they traveling? They are heading like uh, this. Mm-hmm. Um, I will wave from afar and go to approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they see you coming, they will <clears throat> put the cart down, and you'll see the cart dwarves reach back into it and draw out weapons, and the other dwarves who have armor, like, they all kind of surround the cart and look around as if waiting for you to murder them. Weapons drawn <laughs> on high alert. A lone, a lone human with no armor and but a simple spear. Mm-hmm. Which I think I'll like put my hands up and like set the spear on the ground where I am and approach empty-handed. Okay. Oh well, uh, they see you. They keep their weapons to them. They're not going to be fooled mm-hmm. by your dark sorcery. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, you get within walking or talking range, and one of them shouts how about, out in common. How by the looks of a sorcerer. Let's You're see. not wearing armor, right? You're just. I'm wearing. I think I'm wearing a simple shepherd's robes. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I may have a few odd bags. If... Maybe it's the fan look to me. Uh, they will call out to you. Oh, that's close enough. What are you doing out there? They say this in common. Uh-huh, in the common tongue. <clears throat> Greetings, noble dwarves. I will shout. Hi. Where? Greetings to yourself, buddy. But what you doing here? I am Devon, emissary of Necrot. 
Might uh -huh. we uh, parlay? Sure, sure, but you keep your distance. Far away is this shouting going on? Dwarven shouting range has got to be at least 100 feet. That seems appropriate. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, where are you headed? Over yonder hill. Hmm. He says, giving a, a gesture with a battle axe kind of to, you know, a large area. Could be any hill over there. Is it north, south, east, or west? He's generally, like, waving to the south. Okay. For, uh, for trade? Or for travel? We travel to trade? What are you doing over here, huh? I don't see a lot of humans as, cruising around these hills. As the, I said, I am uh, an emissary of Necrot, spreading the word of our rising civilization and uh, hoping to encourage oh. trade and travel and migration. If your civilization's on the rise, how come I've never heard of it? You just did, ten seconds ago. <laughs> Crotrot, was it? Is that where you're from? Uh, Necrot. But, uh... I like your humor. <clears throat> Might I, uh... Um... You're not a... Might I approach? You're not an incubus in disguise, are you? <clears throat> uh... N no, no demon. Uh -huh. But I must warn. But I must warn you. I I am a wizard. Ah, uh, there will be no tricks here. Sure, that's what all the wizards say. Um, can I roll a chance to see if I have any iron coins on me? We had said that I gave the entire chest to the dwarves, but it, I assume there's a possibility that like several of them. Yeah, you might have some in your pocket. Me, I don't. I haven't noted that I kept several of them. Roll me but a think it's D20 that... minus 10 for how many coins you have on you. None. No. I mean, I have coins on me, but I don't right, have right, any of my uh, iron coins. Yeah. Any of my iron coins. You know, I'd, I'm only now putting together in my head. There was that band called Incubus back in the early 90s. Yeah. And I am only now realizing that that's the male version of Succubus. And I must yeah. have known that. But all these years, never considered it. All right, then. Are they yeah. even remotely attractive men? No. Uh, yeah, Maybe. I don't know. The front man was fond of not wearing a shirt. and. Well, I mean, that's like the front man of any band, right? I mean, yeah. No. No. Okay. I'm satisfied yeah, that I mean, they, this is an ironic name. What? They're... I, they're... Are I, they? The... the What's the name? What's the guy's name? I have no idea. Brandon Boyd? Brandon Boyd. Yeah. He's an attractive man. Hmm. Okay. I remember, as I said, fond of running around shirtless. 
I didn't realize they were so close. I mean, I guess we live in. Uh, I mean, Cal- I Calabasas know. is real close. Mm-hmm. Anywho, Anyways. sorry. Sidetracked oh, by home. naming conventions. Yeah. I have no iron coins. Um, I have a bunch of copper. These probably aren't even my copper coins, though, are they? They're probably just random copper coins. No, they're probably coins that have been minted by your people. Why would you travel without? So. Yeah, totally. You, with all this copper that's come in, you know, you, if mm-hmm. you've been dealing with coins, you've been exchanging them back and forth, and you're probably using the predominantly. Uh... Well, yeah, I, I think that's probably true. But these are these are probably early release, right? I haven't been married yet, but maybe I mean maybe this is what we're going to use them for, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might I approach? Sure, sure, but you keep your tricks at your side. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only tricks I wish to show you is uh, is wealth. Necrod is located in the uh, in the Copper Hill, or sorry, in the Red Hills, rich in copper. Mm. And I uh, deftly pull out a few copper coins from a purse, which might, probably makes the dwarves twitch and lower their spears. And, mm-hmm. and but I, make it, I make it clear that it's just glittering of metal as yeah. I approach to like show a, a palm full of copper. Perfect. To the, to the dwarven merchants. One of them will hustle over, mm-hmm. doing a little dwarven dash to take a look mm-hmm. at the coins that you've got. Well, the others these are, keep uh, their... These are uh, limited re- limited release. I'm to be uh, wed in the fall. Um, uh, a wedding, huh? It's, oh, mm-hmm. congratulations uh, to you, lad. On the day of uh, Dorboff and Guam. And I uh-huh. sort of like flip one of the coins front to back to show the uh, show the dual-headed copper. Um, don't have any prestidigitation or anything, but I am a dexterous man. I think I can like flick the coin head to head, or like from head from head to head to like right, right. They take a look at it, and, and... it'll show. Um, Mm-hmm. I offer it as like a as like a gesture. So if uh if you uh if fate should find you in the south, you should uh bring your wares to Necrot and bring your uh bring your skills to the Red Hills that you may uh feel this rich copper flow through your hands. And I like I go to like pass around the coins. I'm guessing they're probably like they don't. They're most a little of the dwarves wary. don't take them. Maybe you the front dwarf takes a few coins. But the uh... yeah, those will like look over and view the coin in hand and mm-hmm. nod and like they'll take a look at it later after the fact. Yeah, um, they're all do a little they, bit so, bristly. Do they look so now that I'm closer? Can I see what's in the wagon? Does it look like uh, it is full of wares? Like they're merchant dwarves? Uh, the wagon has a tarp over it. Um, the mm-hmm. walls of the wagon come up maybe three feet or so, and the tarp sort of sags in the middle, letting you know that whatever's in the wagon does not is not um, greatly voluminous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's just a few supplies to get them from point A to point B. Maybe it's yeah. something heavy and dense. Maybe they've just delivered things. Who knows? Yeah. Are but you the... merchants, I say? Have you coins, or sorry, have you wares to sell? Where's, where's to trade? 
Unfortunately, lad, we're uh, fresh out of wares to trade. And our business keeps us moving in secret as much as possible. We owe three, uh, bear you no ill will, but in these trying times, you know, could can be I, uh, dangerous can about. I use my, can I use my ESP to get a little bit more? I guess I barely speak any dwarven. Mm -hmm. But is does ESP translate at all? How does how does ESP it's work? It's not language; it's thoughts, right? And a thought yeah. is often divorced from language. You might like imagine someone sitting down. You'll have like a you know a brief. Thoughts are often it's a visual, but they're also often language. Yeah, yeah and there's a realm between the two where there are concepts that aren't fleshed out until spoken aloud or trying to be refined yeah. through writing. So yeah. you can flash, you'll get the like flash of concept from them that they are transporting something of great personal value to them and mm -hmm. they are uh, just wary of people trying to take what is theirs. Mm. It piqued my curiosity, but... Uh... I don't think I have any way to uh, know what's inside this without committing a major social faux pas. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, is it the, how do you say? What is it your greater desire? Uh, knowledge or friendship? Uh, in this case, friendship, but if I can mm. find a way to do both. Okay. I might. What's the range on detect magic? Oh, it's pretty close. I can like send a can scry after them or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I think we'll just let this mystery let this mystery slide. Um, I have subtracted five copper coins from my character sheet, um, given them a vague invitation to my wedding, and. Uh, Suggested that they come visit Necrot and trade in the south. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you like a charisma check or anything, or do you not even? Yeah, care? please give. No, I would like to give you a charisma check. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it, uh, it's fine. I I legitimately keep forgetting. I'm not trying to. No. No. So the dwarves are hard to sway. Maybe yeah, there's a bonus for uh, for copper, but. No. They take your coins, they hear your story, you can tell that they're sort of agitated and on edge mm -hmm. the whole way through, yeah. and as soon as it seems apparent and socially acceptable to leave, they uh, make polite excuses and head out on their path. Very well. Oh. Apparently strength isn't working still, but the other ones I fixed. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, I just made a, a typo in my coding. Yeah. Or I forgot to take out a... So is it all the ones that I wasn't... Ro no, 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 no. I work. updated the... You'd have to oh, okay. re refresh the, the page. Oh, shall the new I? Script to load. Or should uh, I wait until you... Uh... Wait until I do the strength. Oh. It's almost there. Yeah. Paste. Save. Changes. Full 20. No more errors. No more errors. No more errors. Okay, if you refresh, then they should work now. Should I refresh all of roll 20 or just pop out my character sheet again? That's a great question. I have no idea. I, I always just personally assumed that character sheets were loaded at the beginning, but they might be refreshed by popping out. Nope. Okay. Good to know that that does not work. So I bid farewell to these dwarves. 
they grumble at you, bid farewell, and Wait. keep going, but keep close eye on you as you depart. Mm -hmm. um, what were they uh, armed and armored in? Bronze all of them or had, steel? Uh, chain mail made of iron, steel. Iron, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, four of them had no armor. Those were the cart pushers and pullers, and they all had, the, the cartmen had spears, the armored ones had axes. Nice. So it looks like Thanks. almost two classes of dwarves, the bodyguards and then the laborers. Yeah. Interesting. Although, yeah, it's possible they were more nuanced meanings. Um, but you, you, that's what that's what you see on day four. And day six, you will also see another pack of dwarves, this time not like armed and following a cart. But there's like six of them walking single file with backpacks and like laden with gear coming up from uh, this direction, sort of heading in this way. I guess you would mm -hmm. see them do one um, of these things. I think I'll do the same spiel. I'll, I don't know if we need to roll for this one, but I will approach them. I'll introduce myself as Devon, Emissary of Necrot. Tell them they should, uh, I guess, figure out what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Did they, any of them speak common, or do I need to burn a tongue spell? Ooh, two, three, four, five. Woo, all right. Dwarf number six speaks okay. common. Okay. Um, yeah, why don't you just give me a charisma check real quick at the, off the top? These yeah. guys are less interesting than the last patch. Oh, a, barely yeah. a pass, so maybe they'll hear me out. But mm -hmm. uh, These ones um, are much less wary of you. They're just hiking from one place where they live to another place where they, they've got some family they're heading over for the mm -hmm. holidays some dwarven mm -hmm. holiday um, and they're just you know heading through the hills packs laden with food and supplies to make the trip okay they're pretty friendly um, for dwarves you know mm-hmm well I will give uh give over one of the dual-headed copper coins give the same spiel mm-hmm that Von Emissary of Necrot, a uh, rising civilization in the Red Hills to the south. Mm -hmm. They should tell all their friends to bring their trade, bring their their skills, mm -hmm. their weary and huddled masses, mm -hmm. or what what have you. Um, mm -hmm. And I tell them of the auspicious day of uh, Mathis and Sophie? Safi? Safi? Yeah. Safi and Mathis. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with Dorbaf and Guam? You just Guam like is a names. terrible name and Dorbaf is a terrible name. <laughs> Guam is an island and Dorbaf is just the dumbest name I've ever come up with and I they've been grating on my mind for years and it need to get changed. I can't live my mm -hmm. life saying Dorbaf and Guam anymore. <laughs> I think there are some other names that are still grating but not that bad. I think the rest yeah. of the world's Eris is okay. What's the one that bothers me still? I think it's Eris that most... No, it's alright. I can live with that. Yeah, the rest of them are fine. Wolmator is kind of dumb, but he's a dumb god to begin with. So he can <laughs> keep he... a stupid name. God of joy. Oh, joy. That's... What's wrong with that? I feel it didn't... Uh... Uh, Old Mighty played a priest of 
Bomator in was that in a demon's run or was that in uh that's either demon's run or fatal one um yeah i guess i say dumb I, but really just needs to be fleshed out like i he fit my chart of what sort of god i needed based on um mirroring okay. and opposites mm-hmm. And so I'm like, God of Joy makes sense for this formulaic reason. And now I'm just like, mm-hmm. what the fuck does a God of Joy do? And I have no idea. But maybe this is a sign that it needs to be fleshed out rather than it's a bad concept I mean, to begin I think with. I like that there are minor gods that do not get much tension. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, sorry, chat is just stupid. One person mentions the winter gods and all of chat is cursed to stupidity. Yes, 100% of chat is dumb because one person said one thing that I mildly disagreed with. That's exactly how I work. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, you spend your weeks kind of scouting around. You do get a constant like 70 miles this direction sort of feeling for the, the great smith. And after mm-hmm. a couple weeks, or after a week, your group of dwarves, led by Saison, is ready to pack up and head across the plains to the Brackish Fen and beyond. Right. Oh. Um, it's going to be... They will lead you to the Fen, since they know the area a little bit better. Do they wish to travel through the hills? They do, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the hills give cover and they keep you these like vague notions of like it's dangerous out in the hills and the plains. And oh, then when you're like, what's the hills? Yeah. But, and when you ask about it, they're like, oh, there's monsters, but they're always sort of vague. And... The monsters are the humans. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get one, two. How can I see beyond these plains? Like, is there a mountain range on the other side or anything? Or is it just plains no. as far as the eye can see? Let me plains, plains to the horizon. How far away I mean, could you see mountains? Well, I guess that depends on the mountains are, but probably mountains hundreds are. of miles if it's a sizable mountain range. Maybe like, if they like rise two thousand feet above you, that's a that's a very small mountain. Yeah, but that's like the San Ynez Mountains, right? About two thousand feet. No, though the tallest peaks there are more like five. No. Six. Yeah. No. Yeah. I've hiked um, those. They're less than a mile tall, right? There's the. Lacumbra Peak is. Oh, no, I'm wrong. That is about 4,000 feet. Yeah, is that. And that's not even. That's just a hike, isn't it? Yeah, it's just an afternoon hike. Just, okay. And then there's like the. The two, I'm trying to remember the names of the two tallest peaks in the range behind that. Those are both in the five to 6,000 range. Okay. And you can see those from across the channel, right? No problem. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because you are about 45 miles away from some mountains, and I'm trying to judge if you could see them. And I think you could probably see them way off in the distance. I, I don't. You don't need to reveal them, but you can say that there's a mountain range in the distance. Well, I, I think, think I should see that, right? I can reveal them without revealing the stuff in between you and them with my fancy technology. Oh, each teleport me. Oops. How 
probably shouldn't see the forest in front of it, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, but I think you can see that they're like forested hills mm -hmm. or whatever. Cool beans. Yep. The dwarves were at this point. Yeah, so you can see that there are some mountains off in the distance, and then maybe also, how far could you see these suckers? You are a hundred miles from these mountains. Is that within visible range? Not if they're like the other side of... It depends how tall they are, but they will probably rise. Uh, I guess their peaks probably be like 8,000 feet. So maybe you can see some peaks from over here. I'll just like drop you to a, a spot or two. Maybe I'll drop you to this spot. And you can see a section like this. I'm... Mount Rainier is like the biggest, one of the biggest mountains in the U.S. I'm more than 100 miles, about 100 miles from it, and you can see that sucker from Seattle. Okay. Clear, clear as day, as long as it's not over, as long as it's not cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's an, that's a, that's like. Oh, but that's a 14er. Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a volcano? Yeah. Okay. All the cascades are. I don't know anything about the geology of your part of the world. The the West Coast? No, I, I can do <laughs> Southern West Coast and Rocky Mountains, it's but Northern of... West Coast. I mean, I know it's all the yeah. same thing, but I get the impression that your area is a little bit more geologically active than out here mm, yeah. in the Colorados. We only get a geological activity from fracking, <laughs> minor earthquakes can't even feel where are, you, where are you moving me to or did you delete my token oh i moved you way out over here mm. so maybe i see the tallest peak in that range or something mm -hmm. yeah what what happened over here are these mountains oh, is i don't know where over here revealed? is yeah 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 those are mountains okay, okay. here we go yeah mountains over here mountain up here I might have seen, maybe I saw those from the boat even. Anyways. Quite possible. Uh, and that would be the extent of your vision. Just mountains to yeah. the north, mountains to the west, ocean to the south, ocean to the east. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So mm -hmm. we travel through the hills, avoiding the plains for fear of humans. Mm-hmm. And the first many days of travel will go well. You make it out of the hills with no problem. Um, it is on your way back that you will end up. Ooh. Can we pause and establish Please. what the dwarves are doing? You said there, so there are like six, six. dwarves. Six, six dwarves. dwarves. Do they have any tow. pack animals? Do they have any, or do they just do backpacks? Uh, these dwarves are just coming for the first initial assessment, so they are bringing just the most basic of tools with them, which they bring in heavy backpacks. Uh, and the children will carry food supplies while the adults carry the the tools and um, traveling supplies. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, cool. And I have my two goats. Mm -hmm. So do they? They don't have tents. We just kind of sleep out in the open. And... 
no they will the traveling supplies do include a small tent that all the dwarves okay. can like pack in real close like on uh, but the movement rate is goats. going to be quite a bit slower they have half your movement speed so it'll take a day to move through each section of hills and you can go what two sections of planes per day yes yeah, yeah. and with the kids there's no force marching really so it takes two yeah. uh, i think at the end of the fourth day you'll actually be at this spot mm-hmm. and it is on the end of the fourth day that we have rolled a uh what I'm sort of calling like a, a gear test encounter. That is to say that traveling through the plains, something occurs on this day that will cause your uh, cause you to make some sort of check to see if your gear holds, breaks, gets lost, or something. Let me roll in my imaginary table of events. Hmm. And I see it is on this day, Devon, that you're walking and you're kind of coming down a, a little bit of a hill and you lose your footing. Not a big problem, but you try and brace yourself with your spear. And I would like you to make me a saving throw versus crushing blow for your spear to see if the haft holds while you like lean on it in this awkward way and the spear bends as it supports your weight. This is pretty good. Uh, you need but... crushing blow... You're going to need a 13 Good. or higher on yeah. a d20. So the shaft bends and springs and holds. Yes, right. No big deal then. Um, the next day, we'll arrive at the edge of the, the edge of the swamp. Ooh, I think I missed some tiles here that you would have traveled through. There we go. You arrive at the edge of the swamp on this day. This evening, all right. the dwarves have been huffing and puffing all week. The kids are wide-eyed. This is the farthest they've been from home, even though they're like thirty years old. The kids, um, yeah, there you go. They're youthful dwarves. Um, and here you come to the edge of the swamp, and they look across, and you can see the discomfort creeping over their faces. The adults give it that like thousand-yard stare of uh, stare of I've seen and done difficult things in my life, and this mm -hmm. is something I'm not looking forward to. While the kids are looking out, uh, kids, you know, the younger ones are looking out with this sort of like sense of fear of the unknown, mm -hmm. but also sort of like the amazement of the unknown. Yeah, I will. Uh, and this is the brackish fen, our uh, final obstacle in the journey to Necrot. Maybe like over the over the campfire, tell them uh, tell them tales. It's a dangerous place. The uh, home to trolls, some with two heads. And if you cut off an arm, it will continue crawling and regrow. There's rumors of uh, other multi-headed creatures, lizards multiple heads and we chop one off to sprout in its place no no kids don't <laughs> listen to the human he's just telling you tall tales there's no such thing as a two-headed person i give the uh, kids a wink um and then more seriously i'll explain that we have multiple options for crossing i uh i crossed more or less directly over yonder pointing uh -huh. like to the east the coastal route is a little longer, but it might be uh, safer. Getting closer um, to the ocean has never been a safer thing. You ever heard about a, a tsunami? 
Oh my <laughs> god, the ocean just comes up and swallows you off the land. Only an idiot would live within... You don't happen to live within eyesight of the ocean, do you? No, no. Only an idiot would live within eyesight of the ocean. Um. Yeah. So, I'm thinking perhaps we take our time crossing the swamp. Um, building up stepping stones, perhaps felling logs over, uh, over water. Pick, taking our time, picking our way through, and, uh, making the journey as safe as possible. I'll fight off the trolls if uh, you see to our crossing. Let's With see. those scrawny little arms, you'd fight a troll? Huh? Would ya? <clears throat> Did they Are they comfortable with the fact that I'm a wizard? Can I get, like, a, a feel for that? Uh, it's been disclosed, correct? Yeah. Can I can I maybe make a charisma check to see um, how they would uh, to guess how they would take a uh, a display of magic? Uh, I you they feel about you sort of the way. Oh no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, what are you gonna say? I'm an open-minded cosmopolitan man. I. Uh, hold none of these preconceived notions and judgments about other people's. Uh, yeah. Don't get yourself banned. Are you about to send me some racist message? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Just, I I was going to say the way you feel about a person that we mutually know, but there's oh. there's like a 0% chance this person or anyone they know is remotely watching this, but on that, you know, point null, 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 1% chance that somehow <laughs> these things get back to people we know. I wouldn't want to say oh. such things. But you'll message it in chat. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> Where it's you know, there's clearly yeah, but I wouldn't some discomfort. I wouldn't, I wouldn't freak out if she did a magic trick or told right. me some tall tall tale. Right, right. But you might be a little kind of like I don't know about this person. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the relation I'm trying to get across. Yeah. Am I? At f I should be at full MP by now, correct? Certainly. Should I, should I roll to determine that, or a week of downtime with? A spell a day is probably fine to recover. It's fine. You can roll dice if you want, yeah. but like... So I'll I'm sprinkle some iron powder on my bicep. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll roll up my sleeve and be like, these small arms. <laughs> I know the spell <laughs> is supposed to grow creature or object. Can I roll like a spellcraft check to target my only my bicep? And like, Shh. decrease the level of the spell? Oh, I fail miserably. No. I think it just like... I don't know if I botch it or if it goes off as. Uh, do I no, reverse what comes to mind is that you need like a specific spell for this. You need a strength spell. Well, it increases it causes instant growth of a creature or object, both size and weight. I was hoping to cast. It can only be cast upon a single creature or upon a single object. Does not. Right. I was trying to define my bicep as an object and enlarge only my bicep. Or something like that, right. rather than my entire self. Right, and I but think maybe. I think with your spellcraft check comes back being like, no, this would be a specific, specific, um, separate spell. Right, there can't is a. I can't objectify my guns. 
<laughs> well, that's the right. failed strength uh, the spellcraft yeah, check. Maybe spellcraft. if you had passed yeah. it. Yeah. So I probably just enlarged my whole self. Mm -hmm. Which probably, I mean, yeah. You mean these scrawny things? And I and flex, then, and it's, I mean, it's, just... it's 60, I, it's 60 percent more, uh, more, more punch and power, but the whole me is, uh, is bigger as well. You're 60 percent taller, right? Yeah. So if that is, if your height is squared, your weight is cubed. Yeah, but I think it's the same proportions. Yeah, so you weigh about twice as much if you're about 60% heavier or taller. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it would be the root of 1.6 and then all that to the third. And like nine feet tall. Yeah, you're biggin. Okay. Well, nine feet tall. Yeah, with the dwarves behind you, you can kind of poke well, around in a, the swamp. This is, a, this, is the, no, this is the campfire at night. Oh, Remember, okay. they were questioning. I said, I'll fight off the oh, trolls right, right, right. if you guys figure out how to get us slowly and safely through the... Uh... Right, and then you grow before them, and the dwarven well, children he... scurry back in terror. The humans are unsettled by this, you know, the clearly... Dwarves, trans yeah. Yes, dwarves. The unsettled by this transformative power of magic and they mm -hmm. too sort of lean away some of them like reach for weapons instinctively but no one draws steel against you and mm -hmm. uh they just you can see the discomfort in their eyes as you walk around as a giant i don't think I walk it was like by the campfire and it was like a flex and then like as i sprinkle iron on my mm -hmm. arm seeing them uncomfortable i will uh reverse the spell and reduce okay. myself perfect you shrink um, back that was down. Meant to be like he questioned my ability to fight off a troll, and I was like, "And you did a very good job fight of, off a troll of impressing um, them with your physical prowess." Um, now movement rates suck. A uh, let's see, the cost for a swamp is thirteen, which means and a dwarf can normally move twelve squares in a day, so mm -hmm. it will take more than a day for a dwarf to get through a swamp square. Mm -hmm. I'm proposing we just make it an even like uh, two days or something per square and just describe that as like we're picking our way through, setting stepping stones, felling logs, maybe making some crude uh, bridges or what ha whatever we need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. As, yeah. Yeah. And, I think uh, that is a perfect way of dealing with it. And uh, why don't we take will, our... Uh, yeah, take a break. Take a break here. When we come back, we'll play through the swamp. See you guys on the other side. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dicing with Death. Our party Hello. is about to travel through the swamp. Ooh, swamp. Um, uh, here we Go. Where's our music? Where's our swamp music? Ooh, there's some good ones there. Uh huh. I've been digging the new one called Swamp Planet, which is pretty solid. There's a whole bunch of new tabletop audio tracks I haven't looked at yet. There's a new Mind Flayer chamber that must have just come out today. Oh. A lush um, world, a rainy village, a defiled temple. Oh, there's some good stuff. Just because there is a Mind Flayer track doesn't mean you need to put a mind flare in this campaign 
I'm pretty sure that's not actually how that works, Ryan. I think if there's a Mind Flayer track, we're now obligated to do Mind Flayers the next yeah. month or mind two. Mind Flayers are tough for a single player campaign. Yeah. Just because they're designed around parties. Like their main strategy is stun you and then eat your brain. Yeah. So if you don't have friends to uh, save you from getting your brain eaten, you pretty much just die. Yep. Yep. Anywho, uh, it's time to head across the swamp. So it'll take two days per hex, and you guys are looking for, you know, safe, dry passage, and the dwarves with their axes will be looking to make bridges where possible, although these will be crude <clears throat> bridges, just like felled trees rolled into position rather than, like, planed planks. That would take, you know, 30 times as long if you want to plane things and put them in place and nail them and mm -hmm. bind them with ropes. Yep, just putting logs across creeks, putting stepping stones across uh, soggy sections. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah. So, um, why don't you give me a pair of perception checks for each hex you move across, representing yeah. one per day, <clears throat> and we'll see how we can do. Let's see. Just looking to see if I have any spells that might make things easier. I don't really think I do, but let's see. You know, maybe Fist of Stone would have been more impressive for the uh, mm. for the dwarves. So there's a pass and a fail on the first square. Yeah. So um, from this first square, you will find uh, only one real exit uh, leading... Or you can like make your way across this one and find that the what appears to be to the the safest traveling trail goes through here. Yeah, was this the best place to start our journey across the swamp? I guess we didn't really check. Um, but. yeah, you know this seemed to be a pretty good spot. It's a beeline from the dwarven area as much mm -hmm. as possible, and it's far enough away from the ocean for them. Yeah, um, kind of near some yeah. fresh water if you wanted to yeah. be crazy enough to like hop on a boat and sail your boat with wares this way we could even like dig out a trench or something and like did like long term like dig a canal or something through the swamp mm -hmm. use but... the pulled out dirt to create the land bridge these things are possible yeah okay and for the first two Try. days in the swamp i need to roll some encounters Ooh, encounters. Ooh. Nope, that is... Where's my... I think I put together an encounter table for this. Nope, not at all. Not in the slightest. Excellent. For this particular swamp or for swamps in general? I thought I had one for this swamp, but I do not. Okay. Your first day is slow progress. Um, and no encounters at the very edge of the swamp. On your second day, you will begin to see, um, well, you, you will Road have seen crocodiles checks. and such things, but on this second day, your dwarves will spot um, like a pack of crocodiles, like a, a mama gator with a whole bunch of little baby gators on her head and back, kind of floating mm -hmm. through the swamp. And the, the assembled dwarves feel very uncomfortable about these creatures because they're in for vision, can't really pick them out since they're the same temperature as the ambient swamp around them. And, uh, you know, they're not too good at looking for these things that blend in camouflage-like. They're more used to 
sturdy, stable things where they can notice small changes, not this constantly ebbing and flowing area around them. You know, dwarves are great at picking out fine stationary details. Well, I'm inclined grow. to uh, arcane blast. I think a fireball may be more appropriate for this particular moment. You want to fire blast some... the mama croc with the babies on her head? Uh, probably, yeah. The dwarves right. are uncomfortable. They're right? very uncomfortable. How far away are they? Yeah. Mm. What's the point in having a wizard if you can't fireball your way through the uh, through the swamp? Yeah, I guess at 130 feet, you can fireball the shit out of the dwarves. Uh, Only 5d6? Not the not the, or, dwarves. Not the dwarves, the, the crocodiles. Six. Man, my brain is not even seventy yards. Two. I can. Oh, they're at one hundred and fifty feet. Yeah. I believe that is more than enough damage. That's a really good fireball. To great fireball. That's oh, an man. amazing fireball. Can I take that for my stats? Wow. Six six six. Five five four. Oh. Oof, um, only four points off max. That's amazing. Um, yeah, the crocodiles die. Okay, yeah. They they burn and flame. The babies on the top especially pop and hiss. Maybe the mom might take half damage because she's partially submerged or whatever. But uh, that is the end of those crocodiles. They will never be seen from again. The dwarves will be suitably impressed with your, you know, magic tricks and fireballs and whatnot. And they feel comfortable that you can keep them safe. Um, fire! Oh, the magic tricks being last night. This was, uh, yeah, this is definitely no trick. Yeah, they can feel the heat coming off of the fireball, the light from its explosion, the wind that rushes past them, the cat at the door asking to be let in because it's below freezing outside. <laughs> Frozen cat. Got some fire for you, kitty. Some warmth. Mm. Silly creature. Okay. Um, yeah, next day, give me another set, or next hex, give me another set of perception checks. Oh, critical fail. Um, yeah, so I think, luckily you guys are moving at this half speed, so I think you begin to lead them in the wrong direction, uh, partway through the, this second hex, and then you catch your, like, the, the direction you end up leading them in ends up in just this huge pit of depth and deepness that you can't end up going through, and it'll take you an extra day to get through this hex. Okay, so that's the pit? Mm-hmm. All right. And then... Where Actually, do we find our actual... Uh, we turn around, and do I find an actual path? Yeah, I would like another perception check, though. It should be over here. My mistake. There was a, a third perception check? A third perception check, because it's going to... Your first one is a failure to make your way through the hex appropriately. The second is yeah. on the correct the path. There we go. Yes, the recovery will lead you this way. All right, and maybe this is like part way into the next day like maybe we lost a half day or something mm-hmm. we're only one shy of being able to move one hex a day with that dwarven movement rate right yeah but when you've got kids in tow and you're trying yeah. to forge your way i think it makes sense to do two a day or yeah. two days a hex 
Um, yeah, but apparently the swamps are quite peaceful coming through here. I mean, no sign of fireballs and yeah, but no sign of two headed trolls, no sign of hydras, no sign of other monsters that would come for you. Maybe the clattering of all of the dwarves is kind of keeping the monsters at bay. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's, uh, your careful picking of paths, keeping you on the dry land that keeps you away from the depths of the swamp, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just good fortune. Uh, roll me another set of perception checks. Oof. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> you success and another critical failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the critical failure will lead you to this, and give me another perception check to fix your way out of this direction. So I succeeded first. Does that yes. do anything? Uh, the first success gets you mo- and you succeeded well mostly through this tile mm-hmm. um, and I think you get like you're coming this direction when you run into the critical failure and then you have to backtrack and like come out a different direction uh, but give me another... another critical failure we get stuck in the mud Ooh, yeah. well, this isn't this is just fine navigating the way mm-hmm so you come across one area where you cannot pass. You try and head back uh, and go a different way, and you find another zone through which is impassable, seemingly to you. <clears throat> now, we've been in the swamp for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days now. So I want to give... It's been a week in the swamp. Mm-hmm. I want to give the dwarves a morale check. Uh, is there anything you can do to improve their morale before I roll this? Got more fireballs. Uh, is that the best way to improve dwarven morale? Um, dwarven morale, thirteen to fourteen. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, I don't really think. Ooh, they just barely passed their morale check uh, with a twelve on the die. Yeah. All right. They're halfway in the swamp. They're beginning to regret their decision, but it's better to push through and see it done uh, than to stay here. There are concerns that they might not ever make it out. (laughs) But these concerns are waylaid by the fact that they have a clear, more or less clear path headed back. Um, From here, we can probably see the edge. I think maybe that's what led us down this path, right? We, like, can see the forest line mm -hmm. five miles away or whatever. Like, we get to the top of the hill, like, the forest is just over there. And we trudge ahead, and we get to an impassable section. And then we try and, like, oh, if we just follow this, we're sure to hit the, uh, Mm -hmm. sure to find a way through. And we just spend the whole day circling this, like, big bog or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the insects will keep you awake at night, but eventually this next perception check should be a success. No, no, <clears throat> you are bogged down in the middle of the brackish. One more fed. for the day to maybe find a way out of this hex, please. No, so I think this whole section here was like a bog that is impassable. Mm. Um. And so I think we get to the end of that day stuck in this hex and I sit down at the fire with these dwarves and we try and make a plan to build our way out of here rather than backtrack like so either we can backtrack two days or we can find a way 
to like construct a, something over the bog. Mm. Okay. So the conversation will go exactly as you suggested. And hopefully maybe we found an island here and like this day was spent like with the family. Uh, maybe we weren't all traveling. Like maybe like the dwarves stay put and this is like a few of us scouting mm -hmm. and like trying to find a way through and coming back maybe halfway through the day when we realize when we've hit three. Like yeah, a, you know, I think we've spent 18 hours not making any pro or like having to backtrack. Eventually, we're just like, all right, stay put. We'll scout around, and we find that we're like totally surrounded on three sides by water. Or by You've got like fog. the kids and two of the adults hanging back, um, cutting down trees, and you know, shoring up the approach while you and another dwarf scout ahead looking for a location. And you keep hitting like deep water, deep water, deep water. Or just, like, can't find a way through the brush and brambles. Maybe this is an area, but there's no trees nearby. If we wanted to try and bridge, we'd have to haul them from way back there, and that'd take too long. And so the discussions of how to get through uh, progress until you guys stumble across what appears to be a small, rocky mesa that pulls itself out of the swamp. Is it in this hex? Mm -hmm. It's in this hex. It was hidden by some thick bushes and tall, like, draping trees, like willow trees that would block your line of sight. And as eventually you push past these things, you find a natural rocky outcropping. It almost would look like a hill, but it's been leveled off nice and flat. Uh, well, not super mm -hmm. flat. Um, and it's surprisingly large, hundreds of feet across. It's the largest island that you've found in the fen. And on top of that, it is not like gross, damp earth with stuff growing on it. It's, you know, it's dirty on top of the rocks, but it's a nice, solid platform. I tell the dwarves to stay back. This seems suspicious. And I will approach. Um, I think I'm going to use a detect magic on myself. Right? Or can I do it over an area? Let's see. They just... Resonate with magic auras. Just will react when sprinkled on magic items. How much area? Let's see. You would have to sprinkle it on something, right? So, right. The, so, like, would it is it practical to like sprinkle it over the mesa as I scout it, or would it make more sense in this case to just snort it? I think snorting it would be better in this case. I don't know if you're going to have enough dust to sprinkle across the whole of the mesa. Um, yeah. All right. So I approach and give a little sniff to my crystal dust and approach the mesa. Um, I think also reaching out with my ESP to see if I can sense the presence of any creatures. You don't sense the presence of any creatures, and you get a very faint outline of magic coming from the middle of the mesa it's okay. um it's like there's residual magic from something long ago or a while ago rather than an active ongoing effect just kind of um magic has this, been done here but this is the detect magic that gives me a residue right mm -hmm. rather than like a sphere or anything like that detect magic this is the uh-do-do-do-do-do materials no you you do see auras I don't know if you get schools though 
No, I think instead this is meant to like get a residue of. Let's see, good examples of residues, but. Well, I'm hoping all magic detect magics will give you will show off residual magic of the area. I just need to mm -hmm. inform what residual magic of the area is for all the spells. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in this situation, you can see that there this used to be a place where people would work magic, or have worked magic in the past. Um, you're still not quite on it. Would you like to approach it and yeah, crawl I, about on I, the rock? I approach. Um, I have um, archaeology and even like folklore. Like if this is like a storied place um, and spellcraft archaeology should give me a chance to be able to infer what this was. If it was some sort of altar or if it was conjured out of magic or there just happened to be magic worked here at one point in time. Well, as you approach the island and crawl on it, walk upon it, you can see um, that there are grooves carved into it. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, hmm? I don't go too far. Like maybe I've just like stepped on the edge and I see that there's grooves underneath my feet. Is it? Mm -hmm. It's like sundown, isn't it? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um. I know I have Infravision, but I will still conjure some fireflies to uh, to help me see. Mm -hmm. And I take a step back off of the stone and kind of circle around it. Mm -hmm. um, sort of, yeah, staying off a feel this, for how the middle stay, of it. I, yeah, I'm not like super afraid of it, but I'll scout it out first, see how big it is and see if I can make any sense of it without, like, jumping right into the midst of it. Oh, it's about um, 50 feet across. No, that's that's too much. Uh, it's about 20 feet across, and you can see that it is an encirc uh, a circle. A perfect um, circle? A perfect circle carved into the rock, and you will mm -hmm. find four points of inflection on the circle where, like, pairs of lines lead off at uh, acute angles. So it's like a... So is that a square or uh, it's five, five points? Sorry. Five. So it's a pentagram. Mm -hmm. um, um, I don't have like a machete. I've got like a like a knife. Obviously, I wouldn't use my silver dagger for this, but I've got a knife. So I'm like clearing brush around the outskirts of the circle. Is there plants growing up and over it or is the top of it clear? The top of it is dirty, like mm -hmm. uh, winds have blood blown dirt on here or sand on here or whatnot. Uh, creatures have walked across hauling little bits of soil from underwater that has then dried and deposited itself there. Okay, well that's a good sign if creatures have walked across it and not like been obliterated. Yeah. The magical residue is old. It's hard mm -hmm. to tell if it's like months old, years old, or decades old, but it's it's not fresh. Anything else? Um, so I circle it, and uh, am I at some point able to make a check to determine the nature of these runes or the purpose of them? Yes, spellcraft, archaeology. Like, um, I would summon, prefer are these used spellcraft to... for now. Nailed it. Yes. 
This is a large magic circle. It is used very clearly for summoning creatures. Um, This would be a summoning circle. Anything summoned in here with the proper spells in place, this would act as like a a barrier so you could bring something into existence within the circle without it being able to get out. This way you can give instructions. You can try to establish control over the creature. Um, Without the circle, if you summon something and fail to establish control, it might just attack you or run off on its own or whatever. This gives you a, a layer of protection from the things you bring in. But most magic circles are pretty small. Maybe like 5 to 10 feet. 10 would be a large circle. This is 20. This is a very large circle. Um, might only need something this size if you're summoning lots of things or very large things. Um, and is there any barrier? So like I've summoned these little magic uh, lights. Are they mm-hmm. Were they able to pass... They were able to pass freely. Um, this this circle would be like one of the components used within a magic circle spell, which would be cast before casting the summoning spell, whatever it is. So there's nothing... Right, you've come across like the workshop, but none of the, okay. the craftsmen are here. None of the effects are uh, present. I see you've invented... Is this your own magic circle spell? Source code, yeah, okay. It is. So this is, like, the material component. So it alleviates the need to, like, draw a chalk or Mm -hmm. silvered circle. Right. To cast a magic circle spell. Right. Hmm. Um, I would like to legend lore the magic circle in the brackish fen at some point, but I think first I will go check in with the dwarves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, tell the dwarves that, uh, this hill, uh, was used in the past to work magics, so perhaps we don't, well, I'll say that there's nothing... Um, it's not currently active. There's nothing dangerous about it now. They may approach if they wish, or maybe they'd prefer to camp on the side of the hill or something. Hmm. But I assure them that it's safe. They are pretty drawn towards the nice, secure, safe section of land where there's no chance that they might accidentally roll into the swamp in the middle of the night, and the creepy crawlies aren't going to crawl over them so easily. Uh, they are drawn towards the large, stable rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they do. we do camp on top of the magic circle that night? Mm-hmm. And I surround our camp with little fireflies. Maybe that freaks the dwarves out more than the magic circle. Or maybe um... it just completes the ambiance. Camped atop a magic circle, surrounded by supernatural firelight, firefly light. They and, are uh, enchanted by the little creatures floating about, probably not realizing their magic at first. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Wow. Uh, so I will be doing that uh, legend lore. Um, yes, I would like to legend lore. Maybe that... N- I don't know if it's that night in my dreams I have like visions of the magic circle or if uh, it is a more conscious use of legend lore. 
Where can I legend? There we go. Excellent. Yes. Uh, in your dreams, the Serona wrapped around your head will infuse you with sort of knowledge of what has happened here or glimpses of what is happening here. Um, can I get a intelligence check for the clarity of your dream? Ah, a poor face. check, but Devon is uh, my divine nature maybe connects me to the magic of this place. A face stands out to you in your dreams. It is Atropos. And here she kneels in the middle of the circle, looking about. On the other side, the outside of the circle, is a group of 12 priests, wizards, robed humans uh, who kneel at the edge of the circle. Five, one on each of the points. Five um, in between each of those points and one standing a little bit further back. Um, Jacobus was summoned here. That is the the yeah. bits of the dream you can remember. There are also mm-hmm. these um, feelings you get of sort of... <clears throat> I want to call them like epic poem style feelings of some sort of great deed have been having done or some sort of great quest having been fulfilled the the termination or climax of some uh what what are you know tremendous effort that people have toiled to get to so was the circle created or was it used multiple times is that like a sense that I get? Like it, it, from what you just told, it sounds like the circle was created for a single momentous summoning or event that Atropos had something to do with. Not that it was like a reused magic circle in the area. You get the feeling it was created for a singular purpose. But, you know, once you found your Higgs boson, you can still use your super collider for other things. Yeah. But you might have built yeah. it to find your boson. All right. Um, and the following morning, I will wake up early before the dwarves and in the morning light circle around this hill and see if I can find any more secrets hidden beneath it. I will bushwhack mm. my way around and see if there's, like, is there a chamber underneath? Is there uh any structures, even the remains of structures. Like if they were using this as a magic site, maybe uh, maybe there's like the remains of their camp around or like they had a little cabin nearby that they would have stayed in while they were working magic or taken breaks and eaten. I don't know. You will find during this period of exploration some very deep claw marks in the stone um, oh, on, the, on the top. On the surface, yeah. Well, you're first looking about um, coming out from the circle. You see no claw marks in the circle, and then maybe a few scratches, but then a little bit more towards the northeast side, you find, like, deeper claw marks in it. As if maybe some sort of, like, great creature landed here or was dropped here, or maybe it came out of the circle after being summoned in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe... A monster created or a dragon has landed here a long time ago and left deep uh, scorch mark score in the stone of the magic circle or in the hill 
in the stone of the mesa, but outside of the circle, but okay. coming from the circle, or you know, roughly from the circle. Can I get an estimate on the size, like like how big the claw, how wide apart the claws were? To like yeah, get give an me a wisdom willpower. Oh, excellent! Yes, this creature would have been huge in size. Can I get like a scale of the actual claws? Like, are they like six inches between nails, a foot between the nails? Uh, I would say hands between the nails, so four mm-hmm. four inches ish. And they're like four claws. One, two, three. Yeah, there'd be four claws. So four, eight, twelve, sixteen, mm-hmm. and then oh, plus okay. the width of the inches, uh, the the claws yeah. which are four. So maybe like twenty inch from one end to the other yeah. end. Mm-hmm. A huge creature. Terrifying. Perhaps the Hydra. Perhaps. Um, I will circle down and around and continue my original intention of like bushwhacking around the base of the hill to see if there's like an entrance to a chamber underneath or to see if in the surrounding area there was some sort of the remains of an ancient encampment or a, like I said, a little cabin, a little hut. Mm-hmm. And this is just a, a visual check in the morning, right? Just uh, with your, uh, the the light of morning and with your mortal eyes. Yes, I'm not using a detect magic at this point. Um, it seems metagamey to cast the detect magic now, um, but if there's anything to give me the indication that I should, I might. But otherwise, it was more. I was more expecting like, okay, if if wizards or priests were using mm-hmm. this site, there's probably a mundane staging area nearby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe like the remains of foundation or of a of an there old cabin or most certainly is one of these mundane uh, solutions nearby. It is underneath kind of a pile of wet earth that has uh, found its way up here because it's it's a rockyish mesa and there's like patches of dirt around as we've discussed and it's under one of these dirt patches that you kick aside or claw through and that you find a, a wooden board, mm-hmm. um, a large wooden board made up of, you know, smaller ones all banded together. What sort, sort of, of shape is it in? It's rotten? Rotting, not all the way rotted yeah. through. Uh, it's maybe three feet wide, Five feet long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll shout for you. Saison! Come over here. Dwarf will waddle on over. Oh, what is it? You got? Uh, there's some, uh, some wood board down here. I think this is the remains of uh, a cabin or a hut or something that the... Uh, the original sorcerers of this place used. What? Nothing magic. They make magic circles, but they gotta use mundane houses. Sort of wizards are these. (laughs) Humans. Perhaps there's something here we can reuse. I, like, pick up a rotting board. It's at least worth uh, searching through to see if any of these materials are in good enough shape. Underneath think... the rotting board is a staircase. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dawn will descend the staircase. Yeah, you're gonna have um, to move toss... the other boards away. The whole yeah, thing toss is the boards of... aside, and maybe the dwarves come to like gather the boards. I thought mm-hmm. I was gonna gather them over here to like we were gonna like salvage through the wreckage and see if there's wood we can use to make our own structures, but. 
No. Uh, it's like Ed Devon is conjuring some lights and descending into the into the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, have the knights in the swamp been at all restful, or am I soggy and unable to regain MP? You're moving at really half slow. pace through all of this, um, and you're you know intentionally making bridges between things. So I think you can get restful sleep if you can yeah. pass a con check. Con check, sure. Yeah, that feels like an appropriate. I feel like we're on the border of what you could do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll throw back eleven MP and uh, cast another light spell and descend. Mm-hmm. So it looks like these boards were placed here just to cover this up so that it wouldn't get flooded or things would find their way down in it, but it's not like a full-fledged trap door with hinges or anything. It's just like planks over an entranceway. Maybe there was something else covering this a while ago, but the boards themselves are rotted enough that anything covering them might also be taken away. Uh, and down the steps you go. They appear... Um, unnaturally even and flat and straight. Your dwarves with you will take a look at it and feel very... You'll They'll, like, stiffen and bristle, and one of them will look to you and shake his head and say, Son, these things aren't made by human or dwarven hands. This here is crafted of magic. They're flat, imperfectly flat. I nod... I'm sending my lights out before me. I'm say, I say you can you can stay here if you'd like, and I run my fingers along the smooth wall, inspecting mm-hmm. it myself. Yeah. Um, and I uh, will snort some more crystals. All right. This time, I think the dwarves see this, and they're like, "Oh my god, we've got a crystal addicted." Hmm. Crazy mage. Your bright yellow eyes gaze across everything. Your dwarven companions are wary of you, but tolerate you as you descend. And I, and I think, yeah, I think I descend, leaving them at the surface to kick at the rotted wood and mm-hmm. watch the lights flicker down the staircase. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you get with a few steps in here. And see that the walls a little bit deeper in are covered by a mold or a moss that like fills the cave, and it's like cold down here. Way too cold for the middle of the swamp. Is it? Mm -mm. Does it feel like the cold's emanating from below me or from the walls? From the walls. Yeah. Yeah. Like a refrigerator, or like I'm going somewhere else, or. Um, like a refrigerator, like you come down the steps and you can see that the hallway itself is covered in this mold and it's just, it's really cold. Even a few steps back up the stairs and you're at a nice warm temperature. But once you're within the hallways, even though you're only a few feet underground, uh, it's, you know, refrigerator cold. Interesting. I pull my robes around me and explore. Does the, uh, the staircase ends in a hallway? You said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes down, mm-hmm. and then a hallway reaches forward. You have your lights, so I guess they could uh, go further in. Yeah. And you can stay at the edge. Uh, the lights can flow down the passage, which splits into three. A passage going forward, one going left, one going right. 
Uh, I guess you wouldn't be able to see around the corners, so the lights can continue forward into what appears to be a small chamber. There is a, a door still on the hinges here, covered with a little bit of frost. You can see that the mold in this area stretches from, I don't know, 10 feet into the hallway until you reach like 20 feet or 30 feet in the hallway. So like mostly around that um, four-way intersection. Um, so I've got my like cough up over my nose to prevent from breathing the mold in. Mm-hmm. Why is it, it shouldn't mold in this much cold, should it? Something's weird here. Um, is anything magic? Mm-mm. Nope. No. Um, is the door square at the end of the hallway? Rectangular. Sorry, is it, rectang- is it at the end of the hallway, though? There was no yes. turns in the game. Okay. Yes. And how far? Oh, I see what you mean, square at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, it's 30 feet from you is where the doorway is, um, mm-hmm. and the intersection is halfway. You know, if you go from the staircase to the door, the intersection's halfway through, and you must be a few feet in, so mm-hmm. this is 30, maybe you're five feet in, so it's another 10 feet to the intersection, and then 15 feet from intersection to... Yeah, and no forks or anything. Um, I touched the the door before me. It's not magical. Um, Ah, Well, hold on then. Before you get an opportunity to get to the door, as you walk down this hallway towards the intersection, um, you can feel your warmth draining from your body at an impossibly fast speed. You've walked into this area and it's cold, but now you feel the heat being sucked out from you. None of this is magical? Or at least the source is not within sight range. I guess, like, if the source is on the other side of the stone, I wouldn't see it. Here's a good question. So this is a brown mold, which Mm. specifically absorbs heat, but it is continually referred to as monstrous mold. And at no point is it discussed as magical. And yet it drains heat from victims that come within five feet of it. Um, But it is also not like, is it chimera magical? Would a chimera be detected with a detect magic spell? I don't think so. So I think a brown mold also would not be detected by a no, detect magic spell. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's magic necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Is it covering all of the walls? Am I do? Am I realizing that this heat is coming from the creature? Yeah. Or the or the mold. I think so, because there's nothing else down here to see. And well, also, this is this is what gives it away is that as your heat gets drained, the mold begins to grow closer towards you. A um, gasp and uh, you will start taking damage, though. Yeah, because I think we're rolling initiative mold. as I start, like, attempting to destroy the mold and back up. Maybe uh, so we'll see what your decision is after something? you take your, your damage. Yeah, because it's just mold and Can you I... walk into the, the chamber and all of a sudden you start losing body heat. I feel heat like if I pass my... Click. Well, I guess it's an ambush either way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think I'm, oh, so I'm surprised, surprised, so I lose a round. 
Do your uh, damage. Very close to minimum, but you will take 11 points of damage. Jesus. I guess that's not very close to minimum, but it is low on the damage die. Let me put it that way. Um, I think this bypasses the armor spell and... Uh, yes, this is draining do any from you. Yeah. It is not armor based. All right, and then we'll roll initiative for the next round or something. Yeah, we'll roll initiative for the next round. Uh, let me just get some. Maybe a little bit. So intense. that attack just auto does damage. There's no roll to hit. There's no saving throw. That is correct. It just drains 48 HP worth of heat from creatures within five feet of it. Warm-blooded creatures. Yeah. Oh. So maybe yeah, casting no fireballs at it won't be a good. Wouldn't be a good idea. Your call. Yeah, a lot of the molds and slimes and stuff are just like nasty dungeon traps, basically. Mm-hmm. They don't even give very much XP. No. Nope. But they're also Is very it... stationary and easy to just not engage with. Yeah. All right. Um, so our I... mold will roll a form three to seven. Okay, so I think I'm able to back up to the entrance to, to the staircase. Yeah, and unleash a spray you. of golden missiles down the hallway, targeting the wall. Uh, the think, molds uh, cannot dodge this whatsoever, and your spray will hit the mold all over. And little bits of mold here and there will fall to the ground and die, but the colony as a whole seems completely unaffected. You know, you arcane spray an anthill, you kill a bunch of ants. It doesn't have HP? Like, no. Um, I, do I take damage if I back to the base of the staircase? You do not. I think so. we can probably step out of combat now because the mold does not move. Um, it seems the only time that it has moved is when you were close to it and it was draining your HP and growing. And now that mm -hmm. you've backed away, you can arcane spray it. The mold is no longer feeding from you, no longer growing. And, uh, you know, now there's just some, like, flecks of dead mold everywhere. Yeah. So I'm worried that throwing fire at it would just, uh... Would just feed it and cause it to grow even more. Is there any check I could roll, or is that just a... It seemed like a gimme. If it feeds on heat... More heat yeah. might make it feed more. That seems reasonable, unless like the magical quality of the fireball would overcome its heat feeding. Yeah. But that seems like a risky route to take. Yeah. I think we're gonna blast it. I'm like, there's some. I like emerge up. There, like poke up the staircase. Like there's some. There's a horrible uh, mold colony down here, sucking all the heat out of the area. Kind of intrigued and uh, interested in taking a sample of it back, but I think we're probably not going to bother with that. Mm. So I will uh, clear the dwarves from the area. Mm -hmm. like, back up at least 30 feet, I say. They back up like 60 feet? Yeah. And I begin descending the staircase. Mm -hmm. Preparing my magics. 
Um, and I step to the base of the staircase before the mold is able to attack. Can I see an edge of it that's pretty clear, or is it sort of a mystery? The mold? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. lichen growing on a tree. It's got a usually a pretty well-defined edge. There might be a few, like, spots that come out from the edge. Yeah. But it, it's pretty clear. So I'll step, I guess, five feet away from it and uh, cut my hands together, muttering spirit bomb under my breath. Um and maybe some yas. Mm-hmm. Um You said the hallway is only 30 feet wide, right? 30 feet long, yeah. Okay, so I unleash uh, an AoE blast. Um, I think it starts as like a spear within my hand that grows and grows and then just bursts uh, with within 30 feet of me. Each creature within 30 feet. So Arcane Blast is Arcane Spray, but like AOE in all directions around you. It's the mechanics of Arcane Spray, but yeah, it's every creature within 30 feet of the caster. Ooh. I am going to give the mold. It shouldn't. Well, I'll, I'll resolve my end, and then you can see how you'd like to make a saving throw. Yes, please. Oh my god! So the DC is 42. Normally it would make a dex space saving throw plus hit dice to resist, but you're telling me it doesn't even have hit points? It has non-existent or not applicable for HP. Okay, so maybe this doesn't even do anything? Or maybe the fact that it's a magic spell peeling it off the walls might might do Uh, something? Yeah, I'm gonna make a save over here. Um, and we're gonna say it's this. This is 20, 32, 31 against your 42. Uh, I think your arcane blast rips the mold from the walls of the chamber, killing it all, and it, you know, crumbles and flakes down. And descending from the, the ceiling. At the walls. top of the staircase, there's like a, a burst of, uh, of golden and, energy mm-hmm. 20 feet into the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine that this is blocked by cover or like cover would add to, it's so like total cover probably blocks it entirely. Yes, which means- Whereas like partial cover would add that to your saving throw. Right, which means that that intersection, there, anything, any mold that has grown left and right at that fork is probably unaffected so far. Oh, there was a fork. Yeah, it's a, a four-way intersection, forward, left, and right. And then. You know, the way you came, of course. I don't have enough MP to just blast my way through this temple. At some point, I will go blind for a minute, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then I will continue down the uh, down the way. Mm. You go blind. Um, you continue down the way. Your fireflies uh, out of the range of the spell when it goes off, I hope. Fireflies don't have HP, do they? Maybe they do. Yeah, it's a conjuration version of like, there are literally a bunch of fireflies. Uh, can I roll like an intelligence check to have thought of that? That seems something that you would have done. I don't think we need to check for it. Yeah, I'm out of character. I didn't realize, but. Ah, well then roll us a check. Ah, oh, your no. fireflies are dead. Maybe one, well, one of them was at the end of the hallway at the door. Ah. One of them was with me. I okay. think I blew up one and I probably have one of them was like, 30 feet away at the edge of the uh, AOE, mm-hmm. illuminating the fork and the door. Mm-hmm. 
and I approach the fork. Do I feel cold? Or yes. Do I feel my heat being yes. As uh, I go to glance the... down the hallway. So after so there's you a blast door the and things, a fork. there's a bit of air pressure that changes and warm air gets sucked back down as like the cold air mm-hmm. gets pushed back out. And you kind of feel, even though you're still cold, like the air around you warms up. And as you head deeper in towards the fork, you can feel that chill come into your bones again as there's clearly residual mold on um, the left and right of the fork. Um, but the doorway before me should be clear, Correct. Correct. So there's a door and there's a hallway both ways. Mm-hmm. So I will approach that fork. It should be uh, it should be safe, right? If I approach the fork, at least that little area has been blasted clear. Well, so the walls that are facing you on the other side of the fork would have been partially blasted walls that are facing away from you on the other side of the fork wouldn't be. So that very, yeah. very edge of the wall is going to have mold on it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, how much mold is dangerous? Yeah, so I uh, I send the light. I mean, the light's already there, like, at the doorway. So mm-hmm. I can approach a few feet and peek. Mm-hmm. Or, like, approach, yeah. If, yeah, and if you're and moving slowly enough, you can and, yeah. feel the temperature change now that you're aware of yeah. the creature here. And I'll like and... peer down the hallways to see where the uh, where the mold extends. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and as you're like getting send... towards that fork of the hallway that you can find, like as you're crossing the threshold of the hallway to the point mm-hmm. where you would be line of sight or line of effect to the mold that your heat begins to get sapped at an uncomfortable pace and you have to like pull yourself back almost as if you're like touching a hot iron and your hand gets close enough and you're like okay that's too hot but with chill so if you were to cross the threshold of the hallway or of the fork into the the intersection you would probably be exposed to I grumble at all my MP draining away for this stupid mold um, so I do. I do the same. I like conjure in my hands, and I think at the last second I like step forward into the hallway and unleash it, like taking Excellent. a five foot step as the spell completes to like center it down that hallway. Um, let me. I saving those probably not necessary. I don't know if there's some minimum, so it's going to be uh, DC thirty six. I rolled a die. It's, they they fucked themselves. Dex is basically zero, so they basically just get a D twenty plus hit dice, which doesn't even have. I was giving it the saving throw for leather versus bolt uh, for its like oh. resistance to this, which is only a thirteen plus it the four mm-hmm. that it rolls okay. uh, a seventeen. So you master blast. So right I clear away. out a thirty foot AOE hallway or in the mm-hmm. hallway. Yes. Um, uh, and here you can see that it's just the the doorway before you with the um, door in it, and then the left yeah. and right sides both lead. Uh, one of them leads to an open room that has a the remnants of a fire pit in it, and the other direction leads to uh, a door that has like rotted off its hinges and is hanging cockeyed. But the so there's a door the, in front of me and a door that way. A door in um, front, a door to the right, and a just a chamber with the fire pit to the left. All right. Um, so this spell specifically targets a creature. Arcane spray is a target. Arcane blast is creatures. 
um, do you think that it affects inanimate objects? Like, I don't think it... it Mm-mm. No. It wouldn't blow a door off its hinges. It might, like, break through a paper screen, but I don't think it would affect, you know, a bench. Okay. Yeah. Maybe really light objects. Um, right, because mm-hmm. Arcane Spray is miniature golden missiles. Arcane Blast is just a blast of golden magic energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally I call back my light source that was scouting the hallway mm-hmm. and uh, approach the door. Excellent. Uh, and the uh, finally door... touch it. Yeah, this center door before you is banded with strips of iron. The one hanging off its hinges isn't. Uh, the quality of this door is surprisingly good for you know the middle of a swamp, but it's also old and decrepit. Its handle is made out of brass. Um, doesn't seem to have a locking mechanism on the outside. Yeah. Well, it wasn't magic from the outside because I had to detect magic active earlier. Correct. So I will touch the handle and see if it's locked. Uh, it is not locked and it is cold to the touch probably because it's been, you know, covered with or near all this mold for so long. Yeah. Does it open in or out? It would push in. All right, so I'll push it open, yes. staying back out in the hallway. Uh, and you see before you what appears to be a shrine or a temple of some sort to three different gods within here. Uh, it's a triangular-shaped room. No, it's a square-shaped room um, with an altar on the left side, the right side, and in the middle. The center altar you can recognize right away as to the god Seor, god of crafting, which is really more of like god of um, building, construction, techniques and tools, engineering, um, that sort of you know realm of domain. Mm-hmm. The left and right ones, um, I don't have a religion skill. Folklore and archaeology, so I may not recognize them. Are they more obscure gods? They might be. Uh, you don't. You said you do not have a religion proficiency. Yeah, I could roll maybe roll a wisdom at minus five or something. Please, wisdom at minus five. Uh, I need to admit. Oh, natural twenty. I was actually going to ask you to do it twice, that. but you twentyed oh. it, so it's fine. Uh, it oh, is. Point yeah. Okay. Terrassa and Ponos on the left and right sides. Mm. Fear these and were... suffering. Fear and suffering. Yeah, these were recently referenced, weren't they? In this campaign, or was that the other? Another. Um. To be frank, I uh, sometimes get my campaigns mixed up, so I don't remember. Oh, there was no. There was a cur- one of the giants was. You all of your campaigns have this this uh, going as a motif or something but one of the giants in in the hills was cursed by ah ponos yes terassa one of the two yes terassa made the cockatrice i think ponos cursed uh a giant mm-hmm. that sounds right hmm. is there anything in the room I will send the light in. So, like, there's these altars. Is there anything upon the altars? Yes. Are there any um, goods left behind? This place actually looks 
abandoned, not, um, how should I say? Like abandoned in a haste because there are, uh, in addition to like these inlets in the in the in the wall where you can have like a little altar here with little symbols of gods around it there's also like bowls and plates stacked neatly nearby um they probably once held food that's long ago wasted away by time there is a like a carpet put out before each of the little shrines where people could kneel more comfortably on them there are um like a what do you call it like a carafe not a carafe a bowl a basin of water mm-hmm. near the entrance on the left and right side that probably once held holy water if this is a, a holy shrine or maybe holy and unholy or something it? like that uh there's like murky moldy swamp water that like and some sort of it. pollen has fallen in and it, there's now like algae all over it it's probably um, no longer holy and the carpets what sort of state are they in i feel like the of the materials you described those would be the first to decay and would probably give me an indication of the age of Mm -hmm. this temple the carpets are fuzzy with stuff having grown upon them uh if you were to you get the impression that if you were to lift them they might just kind of break apart in your hands yeah i uh i will step into this shrine light fireflies buzzing around me um, and I activate my legend lore for the first time today mm-hmm. to see if uh, this shrine is a legendary place. Indeed, this shrine is. Um, this shrine. Ooh, okay. It's legend lore working on. Let me know my example. Or. <clears throat> This place is the site of Let me write this down. Let me not wing this entirely. Sure. Should we take a break? No, I want to leave it on a cliffhanger. Oh. Do we have music going at least to entertain the chat? Or do they just hear the music of your keys? Do they? Oh, I guess. Yes. Yes. Good call. There's got to be some forgotten temple. Mind flare lair. How about this? Is this ominous enough for you? Sounds good. Right away.
Ah, okay, here we go. So, uh, give me a little bit of theater over this legend lord. So Devon uh, has been hesitantly peering into this uh, shrine. Three, uh, an odd trio of gods, um, send the light in to encircle the room, illuminating musty rugs and intricately carved statues um, and hesitantly spear in hand Devon steps into this chamber uh, looks around uh, inspecting things with his more mundane senses first but then he reaches a hand up to his circlet touches the Serona and his eyes roll back into his head. You are imbued with the knowledge that this unholy shrine is the workshop of Drexel, creator of monsters, destroyer of civilizations, lich of Malchus. It awaits his return. And with that, we will take our bronze eyes shoot open. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dicing with Death. We're back. Right. Horrific visions filling Devon's mind. He uh, shuts the door to the shrine and steps back into the chilly hallway. Mm-hmm. The warmth from outside Pulling. is slowly flowing in. Pulling his uh, magic firefly swarm with him. And he looks left and right uh, to the fire pit and to the other door off its hinges. Um, Is there anything left of the mold colony? No. Just, you know, the flakes of lichen that have now fallen off of the walls. Dead. Okay. All right. So I will. Uh, I will pace down the hallway to the left and the right. Yeah, in the left, you can see this must have been the cooking kitchen room. There are some uh, broken down barrels that probably once held water or foodstuffs or cooking supplies, but they are rotted and useless now. There is a fire pit in here, and there is a hole in the ceiling, a like a circular hole that would go straight up, but it is dark up top so there must be earth or plants or something that has covered the the exit of this um, smoke chamber and there's like a little bit of a cone near the surface of the roof so that you could the smoke will easily head up there without collecting in the room mm-hmm. um, rotted supplies you find like a knife uh, on a piece of wood that might have been a cutting board there's some spoons and ladles nearby a completely rusted out iron pot that would have been used for cooking in one corner um, you know, you could probably, like, break it apart now by kicking it. Um, yeah, some sort of kitchen, mess hall sort of area. Worthless now. All right. You were saying there's the door had no lock and no key, or no, right, no, no lock or any, mm-hmm. anything like that? Correct. All right. 
the bond will uh, resurface. Looking uh, pale and harrowed. And approach the dwarves. Some probably 60 feet away. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Oh, quick question. Is there a. The mold, is there like a sample from which could, it could be regrown, or is it all like dead? Well, it's dead, but maybe through magic, you could reverse it somehow or create it again. Yeah, it appears to be dead. Yeah, well, I might take gotta... I'll take a take a fleck with me. Mm hmm. Stick it in a pouch. I've also got the bioluminescent dwarf stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, Navon approaches the dwarves and says, yeah. Uh, the mold is dead and the uh, basement is cleared. Um, Anything to be worried about? Lad? That's a sticky question. Um, come, perhaps we can find something useful. Most of the, most of the supplies are rotted. Um, okay. But, the dwarves uh, will head with you down inside, leaving yeah. the children and, and two guardians up top. So it's just you and Saison <clears throat> headed down. Yeah, we could uh, perhaps use this as a staging place if need be. I say as we enter the. Uh, well, that's pretty rudimentary. Basement. Looks like uh, exactly what I'd expect if a human with magic made themselves a home underground. <laughs> Look it's at this a... crude chimney. It's just a hole in the ceiling and it's clogged. That's why you gotta put a, a bell on top. Do you know what I mean by a bell? And he'll just like talk about the principle of if you're having a chimney, you might want like a cap on top so that the yeah. rain won't come down and it won't get clogged. And that way, you know, he just babbles on about underground architecture. Give me a charisma check. Yeah, to pretend like I care. I might actually care. Uh, no, to get the feeling that this babbling isn't like dwarven braggart babbling. This is the babbling of someone who is really uncomfortable and is talking to try and like fill the silence and make themselves. Can the I situation. use my ESP to see why he's uncomfortable? Yeah. Uh, the this you get the like the feeling from him that these walls are just like way too clean and straight and everything is too okay. simple and this underground mm -hmm. area is clearly worked by magic and it's ancient mm -hmm. and he glimpsed the like signs of um ponos and the door was shut right you shut that door of that? i shut that door okay never mind. he wouldn't have seen that then but you know we've already talked about how it's a magic circle and this is a summoning area maybe yeah. not a summoning area but like he's getting the heebie-jeebies like he can feel okay. the magic right. in the place and is just babbling to okay so I will I will ease things along. So it seems like there's no supplies worth salvaging here. And uh Well, this pot can no be melted sitting. down. It's just a rocky, rusty bucket, but the iron's still good if you melt it. I have better sources of iron. I was more thinking to get us through this drastic swamp. The um as we're going back, or the greedy dwarf will be seen like collecting shards of iron and like shoving it in a backpack anyway. <laughs> By all, and that's kind of why I brought him down here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To see if there were any. I was mostly hoping for like to salvage things that could be used to build a bridge across the swamp, but ah, 
He Blast. goes through it. Um, and in the hallway, I will uh, say, uh, behind that door is a uh, is a dark shrine. I think it is best left closed for the time being. Oh, I believe you. Um, but these front two chambers are uh, free for the the uh, looting. He will take a look at this chamber, collect what he can, go down to the other chamber with the door that's like off kilter. Yeah, what was in that? That was the storage room. Uh, no, this appears was... to be a room where there are like beds made up. There oh, are some okay. like old rotten cots. You can find like the cross. Is any of the wood fallen. salvageable? Eh, it would be shit. You know, it's not worth it. That's all maybe you know, 40, 50 years old in a swamp, a cold swamp yeah. or a cold area of a swamp, but still. Humidity has allowed things to grow on here that shouldn't, and it's all kind of broken apart. Um, you will find in this chamber, in addition to a bunch of cots where people could rest and sleep, there is what appeared to be like a desk, or maybe it was a bookcase or something that's completely fallen over. Um, and within it, there Ooh. are two glass vials that still oh. have like rotting corks in them that might be Yvonne spoiled. Picks them up. Are they, Might not be spoiled. Are they like potions or like... Uh, they look like potions, yeah. But yeah. they're old and the integrity of their cork is in question. They might have be spoiled potions or they might be completely functional poison uh, potions. All right, well, I will take those. Are there... You said bookshelf. Are there books on the shelf? Mm-mm. No. Are there remains of books that have rotten, rotted away or... Uh, you can find a couple of glass containers that might have once held ink, but no longer uh-huh. do. Uh, any papers that would have been here are long ago rotted away. I think the quills that might have been here are probably gone. You can find a, a rotting leather bag filled with sand so that you would know that this would have been like a writing station or a workshop of some kind. Um, some paper lanterns hang from the ceilings. Or, you know, like they're nailed to the ceiling or tacked to the ceiling somehow, and the paper on the lantern's gone, but, like, the wooden framework of the lantern is now just kind of dangling and sagging and broken in places. Is Pattern Weave a chaos spell? It is a a wild wild mage, yes, unfortunately. There's nothing uh, Devon has in his toolkit, but I'm sure a particular set of spells could piece some of the lost knowledge in this room back together. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Devon waits out in the hallway while the dwarf pilfers what he thinks might be of value. Yeah, it doesn't take too long. He leaves disappointedly. Okay. Devon thinks to himself as he takes one back look at the uh, shrine's door. Um, is Drexel a name that I might know? Should mm-hmm. I roll a folklore check? Or is Ooh, this you have archaeology, don't you? Archaeology That is literally yeah. the study of ancient spellcasters. Ooh, three. Nope. This name has never come up in your study of ancient spellcasters. Okay. But that might not be surprising, because you did get a feeling that Atropos was somehow involved with this place. So yeah. if she was involved and this other person's involved, then she's never told you about this. It might be like you learned your archaeology from her she might have specifically denied you access to this place yeah yeah interesting all right um so we return to the surface to the to the top of this uh supernatural mesa and assemble 
uh, whatever it is we found. Mm -hmm. um, we also, I think, yeah, we drag up whatever scrap wood might be left. There was the, like, cover over the thing. Yeah, you can get little bits of scrap. Some poles, mostly. Mm -hmm. um, there, that one door that's been broken, that's, like, yeah. falling off its hinges. Some of those boards are somewhat useful. The dwarves mm -hmm. will quickly pry what little bits of iron they can off of it and stash it in their packs, taking right. the hinges. I think, I think it's... A, I'll say to the dwarves, I, I think it is a better use of time to forge our way forward rather than backtrack through the swamp. So let's uh, maybe scout out the uh, shortest crossing over this uh, lagoon or whatever it is. Yep. And, Go ahead uh, and uh, build give ourselves me a, a path. Give me a perception check, Devon, as you search about yeah. that day for a path forward. Excellent. 24. So I think yes. I spend like a quarter of the morning um scouting with the dwarves mm -hmm. yeah. and I set them to work and I think I'm going to risk it and leave the dwarves to building while I go and I rest and I would like to spend the day in study to regain more MP oh. um, you can definitely find a path in that early morning it's on the edge it still goes to this hex but it's you know further over than you had investigated right. so I don't yeah, so I'm not technically moving. I'm not technically making any progress. I spend some time perceiving, percepting, to mm -hmm. find a path for the to set the dwarves to work. But I think I'm still able to spend the bulk of the day in study of the magic circle, maybe of the shrine, uh, to regain some more MP. And unless the dwarves have some prob have problems, I will... Uh... Uh, rest and recuperate at our home base on this mesa. Uh, uh, studying... At a minimum, the mage must have access to their spell books to, in a place... I own spell books. Um, I, could I supplement this uh, arcane place? Mm. Or am I meant to need my own spell books? I think you're meant to need your own spell books. We've kind of glossed over this, and I'm just rereading re it now and realizing. Well, I've only ever, I've never really studied. I only ever study at my house when I have all my spell books. Okay. Maybe we could say that your studying of this place will bring you to a, a rest state instead of a, a study state for okay. um, purposes of mana I mean, regeneration. I am, I am resting. Yeah. So you can okay, get good yeah, sleep and rest. Yeah. Good sleep and rest. All right. Womp womp. I was hoping it could be study because I am kind of studying, but I guess I need if I had my infinite scroll with me, maybe. Mm -hmm. But but you also alas. spend part of the morning, you know, walking Fairly, around the swamp. Yeah. And, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, is there any are there any issues? Uh, nope. Two dice. In roll the top one okay. or take the top one. Nice. Uh, and the counters as you make your way through the swamp. Swamp, swamp, swamp. Uh, no, the only encounter that you have is that at some point you see a giant um, on the hills over there. Hmm. Okay. Um, only just off in the distance, but otherwise. Those were the. It just a lone giant? Single lone giant. So I think the following day, the, dwarf, the dwarves successfully built some sort of makeshift passage 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can forge forward on the morrow. So I think we spend another night on this mesa. By the firelight tonight, I tell the dwarves um, that I think it would be prudent if we kept the location of this auspicious site uh, a secret. It would probably not be wise if uh, particularly other humans were informed that there is a arcane circle in the swamp here. Mm-hmm. So let us uh, let us keep the uh, this place and the events of and the details of this portion of the journey amongst ourselves, shall we? And unfortunately, I don't have a forget spell or anything like that, so I think I'm relying on my persuasion mm-hmm. and well, they're uh, a superstitious like, lot. I think already. it's probably sorry. What's that? They're a superstitious lot already. Right. You know, I think already the dwarves been... are totally going to be like, oh yeah, we're down with secrets. We do not want humans coming in and mucking around with these ancient magics. Let's leave this place to the swamps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't there some idiom about like if you say the name of great evil, it'll appear before you? There's some. I think that's, ba- I think that's bears. <laughs> that's okay. actually it's actually true, right? Like right. the original bear is a. It's like the original euphemism, right? right for the the monster like, of the woods. I think I've read that yeah. too. I probably read that same Reddit article. Post something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I think when we build the actual uh, path through here, we will steer well clear of this mesa. And maybe Devon will come back to uh, conceal this place better. Mm. If I had more MP, I'd probably seal up the uh, the spot or the seal up the shrine, but Mm -hmm. we'll leave it for now. Mm hmm. Okay, you guys can seal it up, head on through, and I'll need one more perception check for the next day of yep. making your way all the way to land. Just one or two? Um, oh, come on. Well, like, apparently it's going to need to be two. Well, so we get out of this hex, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you move to the next one, <laughs> and, and you try and find in- your way through, but it's just like deep water. Uh, there are a lot of crocodiles around in these areas. Sometimes the people are willing to move through the water, but in this situation, there's just too many crocodiles. This might be a path forward, but it's not a path forward today. Okay. Um, so do you want to wait it out and try and come back the next day, or do you want to look for a route that you could maybe move? We're so close to shore. I think we want to... Like, a day is wasted, and I think we want to trudge forward. Uh, give me one more check on the next day. Oh, there we go. Is one enough? Yes, that is enough to get you from here to here. Finding your exit. There is now a relative path through the swamp um, with bridges at convenient places with uh, signs or like hack marks in trees or rocks to kind of mark which way to go. So you could, and these dwarves could take this path. Someone else would either need a map or like very good directions to follow this path through the swamp. Well, good thing I'm a cartographer. Mm -hmm. But I think I would, uh, Devon will probably want to come with the next group here to steer them around the magic circle and maybe investigate it further himself. 
but for now we're here. Um, I would like to persuade the dwarves to force march through the woods. I think I will, I will say there's a village six miles that away. We should push through and reach there tonight. Maybe a morale check or something. Yeah. I do have a plus, oh, I don't have a loyalty base. I have a plus one reaction adjust, but. Uh, no, they are, they would love to do it, but the kids can't handle the motion, the thing. You know, they've got some weird, ra- three. They've got these weird know. rashes growing on their legs. They're pretty agitated. The children are exhausted. Um, okay. They're not going to be able to force march anywhere. All right. Well, okay. So we'll camp in these woods. Okay. Continue the next day. Let's see. At a movement rate of twelve. Yeah, we're still doing like we're doing like one hex a day. Mm-hmm. But it's only one, two, three days to get home. <laughs> um. So we will the next day, probably like late afternoon. We, we I guess okay. So we can go all the way home, but yeah, we'll stop in Grecos, and uh, I will. Sp- you know, I will take them into town and splurge on whatever food copper can buy. Mm-hmm. Clean, clean socks for the kids. Clean socks for the dwarves all around, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, recuperate in Grecos, but it sounds like they're eager to push on towards Necrot. Mm-hmm. They are. Uh, the humans here will be baffled by the dwarves. They've heard of these legendary creatures, but they've never seen a dwarf in the flesh before. They stare awkwardly, gawk and gape at the creatures, uh, offer them food, offer them all sorts of like gifts, trying to be hospitable to their strangers that you have brought to their shores. But um, there's a little bit of social awkwardness going on. Yeah, it probably helps that Devon is there, right? He's oh, a... certainly. Certainly. Storied figure in these hills by now. Mm-hmm. So I'm escorting these dwarves through and being like, these are our new friends. This is Sai's son and his family, and we're, uh, they're, uh, coming to visit Necrot. Perhaps stay if they like it. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, any, anything of note, or shall we, uh, journey onward? Uh, I think you guys can journey onward. The people of Grecos um, only offer or only ask that you give their regards and they hand you some offerings to give to Platos. Yeah. Um, it is a, you know, some bags of food, uh, some copper coins. Some of them you'll notice, most of them you'll notice have your head and uh, the other oh, head really? on them. Some of them Already. have other heads. Yeah, the coins have been circulating. We're somewhere deep okay. in spring by okay. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a few days later, you end up back home in the crot, safe and sound, dwarves in tow. Um, great. Has anything transpired, or do am I un unaccosted as I take the dwarves straight to? Actually, I think we'll since. My imagining of the layout is that we would walk through Necrot to get to the Copper Mine. Like, the Copper Mine is east of town. So we'll probably go through Town Square, introduce them to anyone who we encounter along the way. I think I will stop by Heifer's Workshop, maybe Mm -hmm. Akitos as well. 
mm-hmm. to show the dwarves what we're working with. Yeah, the kids are going to need some time to rest. Um, the yeah. parents are going to, the two parents are going to want to stay with their kids while they recuperate and they tend to their own wounds and weird things. Then I guess we'll, we'll probably go to, De- to Devon's house mm-hmm. and be like, and I'll say that, you know, this is, and I guess that's near a lot of the, that's near the uh, Quanot. And I think mm-hmm. it's near Heifer as well. Mm-hmm. We'll say this is my residence. Where's my, where's my apprentice? Where is Cassandra? Cassandra is here. Um, she she is... like, do I show up? And she's like lounging around the house. What spells does she have? Ooh. Portal extinguish, reveal doors, check magic, magic missile. Do we have she stats have for portals? Cassandra yet? We do. Which would, oh, here is apprentice. Uh, give me a charisma check for her. <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> she, if she had passed, she would have been uh, having friends over and lounging about, playing around. Uh-huh. But she fails her charisma check. She cannot she attract no a friend, friends, <laughs> so she is dutious, uh, studiously, dutiously, dutifully studying. Maybe, maybe Devon half half hoped that she would be doing something more interesting, that he would walk in on her with her feet up on his couch, but uh, nope. She's got your scroll open maybe, on the desk, and she's like looking yeah. at it and taking notes maybe and that's looking the, at maybe it. Maybe that's what I'm like. That's my infinite scroll. Mm. I re- I recovered that from Seltzer's cave. You did no climbing or swimming to find that thing, but uh, anyways. Only for you to realize that it's not her scroll; it's the Seltzer Book of Smut that she's transcribing. That's actually in. Octopus uh, still has that. Uh, okay, never mind. Unless then. she went to Octopus to check it out. No, no, no. Then she's just looking at your scroll. <clears throat> oh, oh Master Devon! Yeah, I was saying to, to, yeah, to the dwarves, like, this is my home. And <clears throat> Cassandra, this is Sison and his uh, his family, his wife, children. Is the brother-in-law here? Brother-in-law's, brother-in-law's here. here. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Cassandra, my uh, my apprentice. Can you please uh, see to some refreshments for the uh, for the children? Of course, and, uh, of I course. To, and she hurries out to go make, fetch things. Make yourself at home. Maybe I've picked up a smattering of dwarven. Have I learned how to say Mikasa, Sukasa, or something like that? It goes just like that. Yep. yep. Dwarven is now Spanish, but said with a Scottish <laughs> accent. Ah, uh, Mikasa es Sukasa. There you so go. So bad on so many levels. Uh, and, we should just uh, end, <laughs> wrap up here before I do anything stupider than that. Okay. Um, all right. Do we need to narrate anything? I mean, I think the children are like given sweet treats or figs or something. Mm-hmm. And I show the uh, I sort of size on and maybe his brother-in-law around the town. Mm-hmm. Quanot introducing them to Heifer, showing them the workshop, and I will take them out to the copper mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where we'll set them up. There's already like miners, right? So it would probably be. Um, They're going to want to build their own house. They might need temporary yeah. sheltering with you. Uh, but if they decide this is a place that they want, the impression that you have gotten is that they will send some people back, probably just Saison and the brother in law, um, mm-hmm. back to go fetch the rest of the people while the mother and children 
set about building a home um with humans Mm -hmm. when you have kids you you set them to work like mowing lawns and taking out the trash when Mm -hmm. you're a dwarf and you've got kids you set them about to like building homes and expanding the home because that's like a lot of hard labor of mining to just like get through the rock but it teaches them technique and whatnot so children are the primary constructor of homes and then the adults do like the nice finishes or the hard parts and let's see I like to think the Quanat is impressive, an impressive structure. Uh, yes. Nakatos has like, maybe it's not dwarven craftsmanship, but he's done like the layered sand thing. Um, is Heifer's Forge next door to Devon's house? I think that was the case, right? Mm-hmm. His workshop. Yeah. And, you know, the, the town is humble and simple, but around the forge, there's just casual wealth. There are like rocks with uh and maybe he's already smelted out the gold from mm-hmm. like gold ore and then there's just chunks of iron and copper mm-hmm. laying about excellent um, and the copper mine is i think a rich a rich mine mm-hmm. and i uh get a feel for the dwarves first impression of necrot are they as disappointed as heifer was or do they see the diamond in the rough well, they see a lot of people, right? Because this is a little village that they came from, we said was like 40 homes or something. Um, and here, yeah. Necrot is, I would call it an overcrowded village. Like, people have mm-hmm. been coming to Necrot, but it takes a while to build up their homes. So there's like yeah. tents laid out and shanty towns kind of developing. There's like a little Hooverville coming on the south side of town. Um, and mm-hmm. the existing homes are a little overfilled. And there's money, there's like coinage floating around. But the wealth is greater than the infrastructure. And so the dwarves are looking at this place like, what the fuck? Where the hell are we? (laughs) Definitely digging digging our own home outside of town. Oh, my God. But then, like, there's all this money and the copper's of pristine quality. And you show them the iron and they're like, oh, my, this is pure iron. You don't even need to, like, uh, refine this at all. You don't need to fold your blades a thousand times to get good steel. You just fucking cast it and it's solid steel oh my god so um their disappointment at the town is um overcome by their lust for uh good hard working materials and i will uh in time introduce them to my future mother-in-law the mistress of coin to negotiate the uh details of their arrangement of their mm-hmm. land grant and where they can uh set up shop mm-hmm. you'll hear her husband your potential father-in-law the village elder grumbling that negotiations used to be my domain just because <laughs> you're in charge of the money now sweetie doesn't mean you can take away you know mm-hmm. my right to negotiate with and you know old oh. married couples arguing over nonsense that they probably both agree with anyway and but he wants to be the one to say the things and really? i thought he was excited to be uh passing the buck but maybe not well you know how old men are they're so excited to pass the buck and then as soon as they do they're no one's doing it right i want to be in charge again you know it's the grass is always greener effect yeah. from All right. men. did anything happen in devon's absence that i need to be informed of or uh no we'll, we'll leave it at this for now if there's something good we'll deal with it next week i think our little um mesa in the fen is enough of a cliffhanger yeah. for now yeah 
great. Um, I think let's leave it at that. Do we want to do mm-hmm. any experience this week or? Ooh, yeah, absolutely. Whoops, that is the wrong window to open. Um, so we came across the swamp. You did fight the gator, but it wasn't really threatening you. You just blew its brains open. You did fight the mold though. And that was threatening you and was a bit of a danger. So even though the book says 15 experience, we'll give you a little bit more 15? than- one for, five for, for 4d8 cold damage yes with no save and no roll to hit yes 15 experience because it has no hit points ryan so they put it in the how are you supposed to kill it you can't you, he you can't. would have fed it right yep the fireball would feed it uh, a torch will double its volume flaming oil is used at quadruples fireball type spells cause it to cause it to grow eightfold <laughs> Um, ice or ice storms or cones of coal. Uh, the only magic that affects it is disintegrate, which destroys it. Plant affecting magic and cold spells. Ice storms or wall of ice will cause it to go dormant for 4d6 turns. A cold wand or white dragon breath or a cone of cold will kill it. Um, and that's it. That's all there is to it. So we considered the arcane blast akin to a disintegrate. It's kind like of raw, yeah. raw magic damage yeah and then i just gave it like a save yeah it's fine it's fine so we'll give you a little bit more than 15 15 for for defeating it like that feels like such a like you need to be a high level wizard to but it's also easy to ignore right it's a it's not so much of a it's meant to be like a threat as a deterrent yeah it's kind of meant to be like a secret like you can't go past its passage until you come back with a wand of Mm -hmm. cold or something like that Right. Or like oh, you direct need to sunlight the... or ultraviolet light will kill it as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So, mm. you know, if you're wise and you've got mirrors or something, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, that's still, I mean, I guess that you're getting experience for having a clever idea to use mirrors to kill it or something. Anyways, yes. that's, that's absurd. Yeah, I agree. That's why I'm giving you 500 for it instead of 15. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, and then you brought the dwarves, which is a sort of a self-imposed quest, but it's worth quite a bit because this is like part of your growing empire and bringing in peoples and craftsmen and whatnot, um, fulfilling your destiny. And then we'll give you some experience for your discoveries about your instructor, this woman who has been teaching you for so long that people seek out this ageless sage who smells the uh, vapors of the earth. There's something more to her that you've kind of picked apart now. Um, And yeah, so I think that's 1,500 experience plus uh, that gets divided between your classes plus Mm -hmm. any uh, spell points that you use, which is what? 750 is all for the warrior. Mm -hmm. All right, the warrior is up to 39.049. The warrior's going to take a while to hit level 7, but... And then... Wizard. So we're going for plus 750 plus 310 for the spells. Um, There's no spell research or anything. What was I? Oh, did I get enough experience for the? I didn't note the uh, locate. Uh, locate object, locate location thing to find the oh, dwarf island. Landmark. I kind of hoped that I kind of figured that would just be rolled in with quest XP. Is that already covered in the 750? Uh, yeah, I feel like you've learned something, but we haven't done enough to give you XP for it yet. Okay, sure, whatever. All right, yeah. so not much. You've created a quest for yourself, but it hasn't been completed. All right, 
So wizard will be up to 53073.9. So still a little ways away from level seven as a wizard. Mm -hmm. All right, no level ups today, but interesting little mini session. Mm -hmm. Cool stuff. All right, well, that's it for this uh, that special is... midweek. That's it. Okay. We will be back sometime in the future. Could be in a week, could be in two days, could be in five weeks. We have no idea. <laughs> uh, but check the schedule, which you can find. Yeah. I think we're trying to do a, a single player lag this Sunday, weather permitting. Yes. So, uh, Yes, Azul is scheduled for this Sunday for lag. I've Are just all... gotten word that Tombs of Scoria is canceled for tomorrow. I'm so sorry. Womp, womp. That's sad. Oh. It's been good. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Chat's pissed. Well, it's not my fault, so be pissed at uh, Tim Poole. Whoever Tim Poole is, he's the person to blame. Seriously? What the fuck? Destiny's bumping you for that? I don't know what Anyways, this is. He's like an internet politics guy. I don't yeah. know. He Whatever. I'm not going to I'm not going to we're not going to we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> there there's a flight involved and planes and someone didn't fuck uh, maybe it's Destiny's schedule for not realizing when his flight was. I don't fucking know. None yeah. of my business. Um so that's it. We'll be back sometime soon keep the schedule keep an eye on the schedule uh you can find it uh here in twitch type exclamation point cd for the countdown of shows or you can find it on the google calendar or in our discord under the schedule which you know all of these things are the same so uh keep an eye out and merry christmas happy hanukkah happy holidays mm, couple weeks off yeah but we might not see him for a while I don't know when the uh, when these holidays are. You know, there's like a Kwanzaa in there, there's a solstice <laughs> in there, there's some other pagan shit going on. A couple weeks. Alrighty. Yeah. And thanks for watching. Bye bye everyone. Bye bye.